This NFL picks week nine edition of the Sports Gaming Podcast is brought to you by Prize Picks. Go to prizepicks.com slash SGPN and use code SGPN for a first deposit match up to $100. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit HOFBets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Plus, the MMA Gambling Podcast just launched their YouTube channel. To celebrate, we're giving away a MMA Gambling Podcast hoodie. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash MMA hoodie for all the details. Hey, this is Pac-Man Jones. You're listening to SGPN. Let it ride. Sports Gambling Podcast. I'm Sean, second the money green with my partner in picks, Ryan. Real money, Kramer. What's happening, Kramer? Dog. Needed to get some hydration in last minute. What? 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 <laughs> you, Ryan? Uh, while the theme song was going, Ryan sprinted into the uh, office <laughs> portion, grabbed something. I didn't see what it was. Was it your Lacroix? Or- it was water. No, I realized the Lacroix <laughs> I had been drinking was finished. And I had a moment of panic. Like, uh-huh. Oh my no, goodness! Oh no, my hydration levels. That's- oh, we're dealing with the Santa Ana winds right now. You got a lot. It's the air's dry. Mm. You know, allergies are acting up. Yeah, we will be in Vegas on Friday, so uh, <laughs> always, always talking about Ryan just powers the through the hydration uh, issues. Do you want to talk about it? <laughs> talk about what? I've been traveling to Vegas oh, yes. with a so <laughs> Ryan. Um, Ryan. Is- we, we fly out to Vegas every Friday night for our Vison show. Friday morning. Oh, sorry. Friday morning, 9 p.m. Pacific yeah. is when the show is. And then we fly back usually pretty early uh, Saturday. We, we usually get a, a stop in at the wind to do a podcast as well. Yeah. And so it's it's a quick trip. Not bringing a, we don't bring, either of us don't bring any sort of luggage, no. just our SGP backpack. Uh, I fit in like a change of clothes, like a shirt and underwear, and, and then my laptop. And that's basically it. Yep. As and, do I. and tickets and cash. <laughs> and then Kramer has a separate drawstring backpack that he puts on his belly, almost like one of those uh, baby Bjorns. Yeah. Except a, it a is swaddle. Yeah, a swaddle. <laughs> except it is his humidifier yep. that he has been br- flying to and from Vegas with for the past two months. Uh, it's really been quite the journey. I well, I mean, you would be doing the same thing if you didn't break yours. First of all. <laughs> second of all, I did break mine. Second of all. Uh, it's excellent. Yeah. I, I have a ritual. I get there. Also, I have a, a sport coat folded up neatly in my bag. <laughs> I, I take that out. I hang it up. I fill up the humidifier. Mm-hmm. I get that thing jacked up all the way to 10. And yeah, everyone I tell about it is like, that's a great fucking idea. <laughs> How many trips has your humidifier made to Vegas this year? Well, this will be the seventh trip. Yeah, we were oh, talking no, sorry, eighth trip. It's made seven trips. We were talking about how, you know, like in World War II, 
where uh, like the uh, the bombers or or some of the like the the gunners that would be taking down some of the Nazi planes would have like you know a tally on the side of their plane <laughs> and uh, a similar just tally strike going with uh, gangs in right. New York style. Just get those tick marks on the wooden stick. Let people know. Uh, chat is lit as always. Uh, uh, cousin Mush wanting to know uh, was was your humidifier full of coleslaw? Of course. No, the- no, come on. And I'm not someone. I don't do the uh, the oil stuff. I'm not an oil diffuser. Yes. Which, by the way, this little humidifier has an oil diffuser. (laughs) Now, here's the pretty awesome. Here's the actionable information for you. We unfortunately should not have ever spoken about the humidifier on air. The second we did, everyone started charging ridiculous fees to rent humidifiers. Yeah. So we used to stay uh, at the Win. We used to stay at the Palazzo, wherever we were staying that offered humidifiers. It's always free. Completely free. Yeah. Yes, Mr. Kramer will bring that right up. Then, no, then it was like, hey, Mr. Kramer, uh, we'll bring that up, but they're going to charge you $35 a night. What? <laughs> That's insane. So this was week one of the NFL yeah. season. We're out there for a full week. I'm like, well, there's no way I'm we're paying $250 <laughs> for your humidifier. To That's rent a humidifier. So so I, I immediately I go on the internet because I'm not an idiot. And within, I'd say, 60 seconds, I have located a uh, CVS or Walgreens less than I'd say less than a 10 minute walk from my persons where I procured two humidifiers for under $60, <laughs> which would have been two nights. Yes. So uh, that's the hack, by the way, you got to look it up. I think it's Walgreens. They sell a little house brand brand humidifier, $27. Yeah. Maybe we should get a branded one, get a little, uh, get a little <laughs> Put stand the sticker on it, Ryan. Uh, yeah, there's a little, uh, there's a little oil diffuser in there. Yeah, don't well. need that though. I don't need that's a moving part. It's, it's just going to break at some point. I'm not diffusing anything. Well, I'm diffusing stuff, but not through the humidifier. You're diffusing your uh, dehydration level. Yeah. yeah. It, uh, how are you feeling? We're halfway through the season. Halfway through the season. I feel great. I mean, you look at my, uh, not to tout looking at the record, pretty, uh, pretty happy where I'm at last week. Not a great week. Um, only we, you know, Probably my worst week percentage wise. Did hit one of my locks. Uh, not a great week for the Circa Millions, but we're still 54% in the Circa Millions. We are still live in the Circa Survivor. And I'm assuming we're all both we're both also alive in our second chance NFL Survivor. Of course, that's brought to you by Barking Dog Properties and Corey Pinkston. Dog. Uh let the the first round of elimination saw the field cut down to 381. I think it was almost a thousand uh, folks in there. Now it wasn't that big of a jump down to 341. Fairly chalky week, survivor-wise. Maybe people got a, a little cute here. It's interesting because I I've been playing along with Second Chance Survivor, and I feel like I've been using almost the same picks that I'm using in yeah. our Survivor. Like I haven't because you don't want to think about it twice. Well, that's true, me personally. But then I also. Yeah, I guess also it's just a line. Like we did, maybe we did an amazing job planning it out because there's not, oh, when you reset the second chance survivor, there's, you think like, oh, okay, I can use the Bills, I can use the Chiefs. Thankfully, I didn't use the Chiefs uh, last week against the Broncos. And I think that was a, a big, um, a big uh, fumble as far yeah. as like people getting knocked out. Well, we've and again, part of that is because we already used the Chiefs. So yes. they're not even in our, our frontal lobe when it comes to survivor thought. And you know, to your point of touting how good we were at mapping this out, I, 
at some point in the season, the plan will probably have to be diverted from just because things change. Mm. And there's a lot of backup quarterbacks, a lot of moving parts, swimming around right now. Um, a lot of people reached out to support me after you claimed that there weren't a lot of quarterback injuries this year. <laughs> a lot of backup quarterbacks playing in games this weekend, so things can change. But Sean, when we, the game we circled again, that we did this episode what back in mid-August. So would you say yes. two and a half months ago? Yep. The game we circled for week nine was the Cleveland Browns hosting the Arizona Cardinals. And we would, we, and, and now you look at, and we thought that would be okay. <laughs> a little bit of a, a little bit of a tough decision, but now you look at the spread and I think in the second chance survivor, a lot of people will also be taking the Cleveland Browns uh. biggest, <laughs> biggest uh, number on the board. I think it's the decision's going to be between the Browns and the saints. Ugh. Regardless of whether you know of of how you feel, uh, or sorry, second chance or regular survivor, I, f- yeah. I feel like those are going to be the two biggest plays. Yeah, I mean, I, there's some other area. I guess there's some other angles you could get cute for no good reason. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I well, and the the narrative of Josh Dobbs' revenge game in Cleveland that would uh, would have been a situation maybe to scare me, but now it's been downgraded to Clayton tune now rookie on the road, making his first start in Cleveland against that defense. Well, probably the most obvious like tank. We're not trying to win the game situation. Well, and especially since, and, since, and, and um, I don't even hate it as far as, Hey, if you can get value for Josh Dobbs and it does sound like Kyler's going to be ready right around the corner. There is, or like, is he? There, well, and maybe they <laughs> ready do, for what? Maybe they do the Cam Rising where they just keep saying like, "Oh, he's gonna, he's gonna play." And Which, then, by the way, we nailed that in college. Yes. We said he was gonna be the Derek King this year. Yes, and, and he's they, actually they not finally playing. did uh, shut him down. Yeah. So, uh, make sure you get your a second chance survivor picks in. Uh, and uh, also, we did a bonus breeder uh, breeders uh, cup podcast. Breaking down all the pony action this Friday and Saturday. That was a lot of fun. Uh, a great real men of DGen. Uh, amazing real men of DGen. We're we're gonna put it out as a clip, but I don't want to ruin it. No. Uh, if you want to check out the show, but uh, Malcolm uh, Bamford was there, and he brought an amazing real men of DGen, and then of course uh, uh, the Wolf of Oaklawn as well. Uh, great any, picks, great. Yeah, anytime you get w- the Wolf and Malcolm together, it does feel like we can just sit back, kick our feet up, and. Let them talk about horses. Yes, they both speak like one from Arkansas, one from Northern uh, <laughs> England, and yeah. they both speak so eloquently about uh, about. Well, the and it was pretty amazing because we're <sighs> doing this horse racing podcast with Malcolm, while also his favorite soccer team, Newcastle's on, and he's just going nuts. Yeah, and then he, winning, it was man. muting himself. Uh, I think they ended up winning. It was two nothing, at least during the podcast. They, yeah. They dropped the penny on uh, Manchester United <laughs> and Terrell pointed out uh, when, when we were hanging out uh, for the, um, the fantasy football conference, uh, Terrell and I had an epic gambling moment going all in on Clayton tune uh, money line. I think it was like plus two twenty five, and he just had some dog action. Uh, to to pull that victory. I feel like up. at this point we can make a documentary about some fantasy football moments that happened at the uh, <laughs> somewhere in the city of Canton, Ohio. Oh well, the right. Tra- the Trey Lance, <laughs> Ryan uh, clearing his uh, system. Oh, that's not nothing to do with football. Yeah. I was just referring to like these big meaningless preseason moments. Not oh, not yes. me puking all over the side of Don Shula's. <laughs> 
<laughs> that, that oh, if only Shula was there to yell at you, Ryan. Ah, well, that would have been awesome. I'd pop my champagne, Don. <laughs> All right, we got a sweet, sweet um, week of uh, NFL nine picks, and make sure you get in the Patreon uh, pick 'em contest. Those have been really fun. Just award. We had a tie um, last week, so shout out to uh, Kyle P. What do you mean a tie? Well, we I, haven't solved our tie problem yet. Well, the tie was uh, <laughs> the, the tiebreaker was supposed to be, um, and shout out <laughs> Michael Lineberry and uh, Kyle. Uh, I just know him as Kyle P. Yeah, we <laughs> and for and with an all-time handle, Adrian Peterson Ryan. Oh, wow, uh, which shows you one. how long he's been around with the podcast. Uh, they both won the uh, the sports gaming podcast Halloween. Uh, prize pack. So oh. I felt like it was, I was feeling generous and awarded nice. both. The tiebreaker is supposed to be SGPN trivia, but I feel like the, the Halloween prize pack was, I was fine to put it out twice. Ryan, that's oh, pretty rad. Please, uh, why don't you get ready to announce the, uh, this week's? Oh, I like that. This week's prize pack. And while you're doing that, I will uh, treat the audience to oh, a no. live, <laughs> a live Little Caesars read. That's right. Shirt Little on Caesars. or shirt off? <laughs> Little Caesars, the official pizza sponsor of the NFL. Little Caesars has it all. You got the stuffed crazy bread, you got the cookie dough brownies, you got those moist, delicious, tender Little Caesars wings. Perfect for the dipping sauce. And, and that's it. That's all they have. Just kidding. They have the amazing, most delicious crust they've ever created for a pizza redefining. The 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 world that we live in. I, you thought you knew pizza, and then Little Caesars. Uh, like divine heaven inspiration brought us the little Caesars pizza crust, uh, sorry, pretzel crust, which oh. is just it's so good. It is uh, delicious golden Brown with those nice little chunks of salt, much like a soft pretzel just unrolled uh, and, and spun around a delicious hearty serving of pepperoni slices piled high with that delicious pepperoni just pairs perfectly, not only with the pretzel crust, but with the national football league, you cannot go wrong Order online during our pizza, pizza pregame uh, one hour before and three hours after NFL kickoffs plus all day Sunday. I do like how they say are because I feel a, a, a part of little Caesars. And when you, when you have that pretzel crust, you will truly feel uh, that Little Caesars is a part of you. Uh, you can get it delivered or in store uh, in our Pizza Portal pickup. Grab some friends, enjoy a few slices during the game. Little Caesars, pizza, pizza. Kramer, what is the week nine uh, Patreon pick'em prize? Sean, the 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 season's turning. Would you agree? I would agree. Leaves are falling. So what better way? To get uh, get ready to watch some football, then with an SG, the the same thing we send to collegiate athletes all over the country who are under our NIL umbrella. Oh. An SGPN athlete Ooh. hoodie, SGPN athlete sweatpants. Ooh, okay, I like this. Get I, fit for the fall. And I have some uh, SGP sweats on, perfect for working out or just sitting around and getting insanely fit. And for what it's worth. Um, the wife is a big fan of the sweats. <laughs> I, yeah, not a fan of yes. everything that we uh, were producing, oh. uh, but the the sweats are uh, that have been stolen multiple times. <laughs> All right, let's get to it, Kramer. What do we got? Week nine NFL picks. Uh, a couple things to to rattle off at the top before we get uh, get going. Uh, close your eyes specials this week. Uh, well, last week, looking back, unfortunately, uh, Mr. Garoppolo blew it. Mr. McDaniels 
gift on the way out. Well, I, it, I, and he deserved to get fired. If you, if I was a coach, you blow a close your eyes special, you're out the door. It, perhaps why he got fired, Sean. Perhaps <laughs> now you're starting to get it. Uh, this week upcoming, uh, any teams underperforming the spread by 21 or more? Only the, one, Sean, and it's uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. So unfortunately, they're not a dog. It's dangerously close. Uh, early, uh, early market. May, maybe it gets there, but uh, yeah, unfortunately, no more. No, the close your eyes special is getting a timeout this week. Uh, other things to note: teams on by the Broncos, the Lions, the Jags, and the Niners. Hmm. And yeah, that's it. I don't have any other big picture uh, other than I'll I'll be sprinkling my thoughts about the uh, quality of quarterback play. A lot, lot of backup quarterbacks showing up here. Hmm. Um, unfortunately, because you know I I love good football. So do, so does Colby. No, so, Colby hates good football. No, that's he what I'm likes, saying. This is okay. the irony is this is this is Colby's like dream NFL yeah. season, scoring his way down. <laughs> Red zone efficiency. We're we're looking at quarterbacks that degenerate fans of football don't know who. Well, they and are. I think going back to my point, where it was lost was, uh, and you know, it could have been severely intoxicated. Uh, we won't get into that, but. My what the point I was trying to make was there was no major big name injuries. The guys that were getting knocked out were kind of your lower level stars. They weren't your they weren't guys that were altering Super Bowl odds. I think the the biggest name that's been lost so far would be Kirk Cousins. I I think it's not it's not like Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. Well, Burrow was out for a while. True, he was he was a little banged up for a while. I guess I think. For me, seasons being really thrown off by injuries, I think of like you know the Patriots season where uh, you know Brady tore his ACL in the first game, or uh, you know what destroyed my childhood, Randall Cunningham breaking his uh, leg and ACL the first game of the season where they had that amazing defense. I was thinking of like big, massive losses that really impacted things. Yeah, and perhaps it speaks just the the mediocrity at the quarterback position that some of these positions are are some of these swaps are relatively small. Yeah, and that's the other thing is like a lot of these feel like lateral moves, you know. But there is like I was thinking about it more as a way to quantitate Ritter to Heineke. But the way you would you would like quantitatively look at it is what is the value lost to the line in like the sum of these quarterbacks? Yeah, you're probably not losing a lot of seven point quarterbacks to your point. But there's been a, a a decent amount of like two and a half to four point quarterbacks that have gone gone down this year, including on the Tennessee Titans, Sean, who are heading to Pittsburgh again. Ryan Tannehill probably not worth seven points on Will Levis, but it's definitely not zero. Hmm. I, I mean, you you disagree with that? Well, th- this is another one. Pittsburgh laying two and a half, minus one fifty on the money line. Tennessee plus one thirty. Thirty six and a half is the total, like an Iowa game here. Yeah. Uh, the look ahead did drop from three and a half to two and a half, probably based on the on, on Will Levis the nice good, completions right? that he had, like the, yeah. the the highlight plays that did look good. But also too, I don't know, and and the fact that Will Levis looking good in that game moved the line an entire point seems wrong. Well, you go, yeah. I mean, we'll get into that in a second. But if you're just comparing him to Ryan Tannehill, if Ryan Tannehill starts this game. I think the spread might be fairly similar to this with how, with how Tannehill has looked throughout the season. Like if Tannehill played in the Falcons game, looked like Tannehill has looked maybe eked out a victory or didn't win the game. I think this line would be pretty similar. 
Well, the the line being three and a half was knowing Will Levis was yes. the per, was the guy. But I'm saying, like, go back that go back and walk through that same scenario. If Tannehill's starting in this game, what is the line one and a half? I don't know if it changes that much. I don't I I don't know if a really shaky Kenny Pickett who's probably banged up even though he said he's 100% playing I I don't know if that that is laying like to your point it's probably not a, a bunch of meaningful points but is that like doesn't that kind of proves the point right what do you mean I mean shouldn't shouldn't Will Levis be getting more respect in the number or getting more in the number, less respect. He's getting too much respect. Um, yeah, maybe. But I, I was just pointing out, like, if they reset this number, to my point of like it being a lateral move, at least how the marketplace views it, I don't think it's a huge change in the number. Well, because I, I think what you're trading is you're trading like almost no upside, but a much higher floor with a, a, a tremendous upside and a tremendously low floor. And what we got last week was. Will Levis ceiling game. Yeah. Every like there were no It was a perfect game no for Will Levis. plays and just he hit on 3 out of 4 out of 7 of his deep throws down the field. He hit on for touchdowns. Max saying someone once told me take the two and a half lay the three and a half. It's true. I and and I do feel like as time goes on, I don't know <laughs> if uh I, I don't know if it quite applies in the same way it did because it used to be you would get three uh, points for home field, and they've kind of gotten away from that. Even even a place like Pittsburgh that has a legit uh, home field advantage. Now, the interesting thing you mentioned at Kenny Pickett, he got he got lit up pretty good, and now he's playing on a short week, pretty injured. Um, you got Derrick Henry and uh, Tajay Spears going up against a soft Steelers front. I would say Pause. Cam I, Hayward's back. Oh, he is. Yeah. Okay. That's huge. And I would also point out uh, Derek Henry, his home road splits. And it's not surprising as a guy who's getting older, 4.9 yards per carry at home, all the way down to 3.2 on the road. So Cam Hayward being back is, is huge for the Steelers. And then you look at a rookie quarterback on a short week, making his first road start. I mean, even just a first road start on a short week, Versus Mike Tomlin against the Steelers defense in a very, very tough environment. Will Levis becomes the seventh quarterback to face the Steelers in Pittsburgh in his first season in a night game. The previous six quarterbacks, 0 and 6 straight up. Now you look at these quarterbacks Justin Fields, Jimmy Clausen, Joe Flacco, John Beck, Derek Anderson, hmm. Eric Zier. Not, not a bunch of so not not certainly great, but I do think it kind of highlights the toughness of going into going into Pittsburgh, getting that win, and yeah, Jacksonville did it. Hats off to them, but I still think it's a, a pretty tough place to play. Steelers ninth ranked uh, defensive DVOA. The counter is uh, Will Levis look pretty good, and Mike Vrabel as a dog, you always hate fading that, but um, yeah, it just comes down to first road spot in in Pittsburgh. And I think that a lot of people are going to say that Will Levis looked good if they didn't actually go back and watch the yeah. game. If you saw the highlight package, he looked great, and and especially because it was validating to see him sling it sidearm across the field with ease, something Ryan Tannehill would never be able to do. Uh, specifically, I'm thinking about that D hop touchdown where he's like he throws it across the field like yeah. 60 yards, awesome. But what you don't see in those highlight packages is basically the rest of the time him running an ineffective offense. And 
against the Pittsburgh team that now knows it's coming, knows exactly what is well, coming. and and that anger and intensity we saw out of Mike Vrabel. He really wanted to fight uh, Arthur Smith and fight his starting quarterbacks. He brought that and he put that into this game. I think this could be a letdown spot for this Titans team on a short week. Oh, so now you're buying in the Arthur Smith, Mike Vrabel emotional. Game. No, I mean I I did think there was a chip on his shoulder for Mike Vrabel. <laughs> All time and football they guy. Sweet, like, they had those sweet powder blue uh powder blue unis. Oh, you think it's a letdown off the uh the uniform the body. controversial uh wearing of the a different <laughs> city's uniform? Uh, yeah, I mean basically every argument you can make for Pittsburgh, you can probably make for Tennessee too. Their coaches tend to muck it up. They they tend to be better dogs than favorites. Their pass rush should win. And they shouldn't be able to run the ball very well. And so I guess like, do you trust on? Do you trust Kenny Pickett hooking up with some of his receivers over the top, beating this Tennessee defense like so many bad quarterbacks have? Well, or do you trust that Will Levis is going to beat this again? This Tomlin, no, no Minka, but this this Tomlin defense that it knows they're coming, and he's not going to have time. Yeah. He's not going to have time to to make some of these plays that he made against Atlanta. I think Atlanta, if Atlanta had to do it again, they would have just put more. Pre- they would have they would have spammed the pressure button. Producer Josh had a great nugget. Fifty five straight games since the Steelers have recorded four hundred plus yards oh, of no. offense, uh, which I think is true. And and uh, Michael in the chat saying the bottom line is the Pittsburgh offense is awful. Yeah, I, they, bo- I both offenses. I agree, awful. and and I think you could say the Titans offense. I'm not sold on yet. To me, the the most questionable unit on the field might be the Titans' defense, especially the back end. Now, can a banged up Kenny Pickett take advantage of it? I don't know, but I do know that I'm very confident the Steelers' defense at home Thursday night must win spot, get up spot, they'll get it done. Also, Cam Hayward means a lot. The, yeah. And by the way, we have a weather report for the game. Uh, oh yeah. Clear yes. in the 30s. And uh, wind will five to ten miles an hour. And shout out to the sheriff. I think his name is on yeah. Discord. Our official SGPN <laughs> meteorologist. He uh, sent me a photo of him watching our show on YouTube and uh, Doppler radar at the same time. All time photo. Maybe we should get a maybe a graphic. We'll get a graphic. Oh yes, official weather report. All right, <laughs> moving along to Sunday. And reminder, pregame show. Uh, typically, we start 7 a.m. on the West Coast, but because we're in Europe, we got boots on the ground over in Europe. At least Malcolm, if Barry is back from his uh, whatever he's doing in Africa, we, or we won't ask what he's doing there. <laughs> but whatever's going on, uh, yeah, they'll be t- they'll be chopping it up uh, 30 minutes before the, the the Germany game that we're about to talk about here. So if you want to. Watch them eat some uh, bangers and give out some bets. Uh, do bangers that over in cash. All, probably well, one of our best show names. Malcolm got mad at the name being bangers and bets and said it has to be bangers and cash. Or I'm not doing oh, it's it. It's so good. He literally held out. He said, "I'm not. I'm. I'm standing for something." Uh, so yeah, uh, leading up to this game, uh, will be that uh, Malcolm and, and maybe Barry on the uh, the Premier League Gambling Podcast feed, 6:30 a.m. here on the West Coast. We got a big one in Germany. They don't usually ship the heavyweights overseas, Sean. Uh, we we do. Uh, we'll talk about the weather in a second. I noticed it, it. It kind of is on the weather report. The Dolphins. They're uh, they've been there since Sunday. Everyone like, loves to hear about the travel. Miami yep. went straight there. Uh, they also chose to take the bye next week. Kansas City did not leave right away, but I believe they left on Wednesday today. 
Uh, and so they'll they'll be over there for a hand a number of practices as well before the game. Uh, this is a back-to-back road spot for Kansas City. They're coming off an embarrassing loss. Uh, again, the Broncos had won the Super Bowl more recently than they had beaten the Chiefs <laughs> until Sunday. Oh, uh, flu game. Ch- Chiefs laying one and a half here, minus one twenty-five on the money line. Dolphins plus one hundred five. Fifty and a half is the total. Uh, the 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 stadium, from what I understand, is one of those soccer stadiums that has the whole over the field only. Yeah. Uh, I do question what that means to the wind impact. Probably not a a lot less than than typical football stadiums. A uh, rainy and windy, uh, expected to be in the 40s with gusts up to 25 miles an hour. So I would th- still think the wind won't be entering one of those weird stadiums. Uh, some people have said there's a roof. I I don't know if I I have confirmed that. Uh, weatherman also wondering if there was a roof. So <laughs> we're on the same page there. I look I. I I don't know if the Dolphins leaving a couple days early is as strong as the handicap we saw for the Ravens. Oh, when the Titans were leaving on like a Friday. Yeah, when did the, when the Chiefs didn't leave? They left early in the week, though, right? The Chiefs have scheduled based on our inside our insider information. The Chiefs have scheduled team activities early as fuck Thursday in uh, England, which okay. or sorry in Germany, which makes me think that they're probably. They probably got there at some point on Wednesday. Okay, afternoon. so they 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 have a yeah. decent. There is always that thing of waiting the last minute, et cetera. What is best? I mean, you just let's go back to that Broncos game. Russell Wilson won the game by only completing twelve passes. If you watch, and this is a great eye test game because if you watch that game, it was just fluke play after fluke play. And hats off to the Broncos for actually getting a division win and getting it done. But what they were doing against that Chiefs defense wasn't really. Sustainable, and I, the Dolphins to me are just a team that struggles when they play up in competition. I mean, they only when they went into Philly. Now, probably not as hostile in, as an environment as Germany. Um, <laughs> Philly is more intense than Germany. Uh, yeah. Philly only allowed ten points uh, to the Dolphins' offense. They, of course, got that uh, pick six to get it to seventeen. They only put up twenty against the Bills. Jalen Ramsey back for the Dolphins that should help them. But you know, Patrick Mahomes versus a team twentieth in EPA per play defensively. Kansas City's defense fifth overall in DVOA. Now they don't they don't thrive at stopping the run, and that that usually is the best formula for beating the Dolphins. Stop the run; it clogs things up. They can't get the play action going. But I do think they're going to be able to the to get enough pressure on Tua uh, to get it done. And my favorite, the Tua time zone uh, trend. He's twenty-two nine and one ATS in the Eastern time zone, three and six in all other time zones. Really, what it is is he's also a very much a, a different quarterback home and road. When he's home as a favorite, that's a good time to play Tua. Neutral field, Germany over here. I mean, minus the bratwurst bender that uh, <laughs> they may have to pump Andy Reid's stomach Hopefully. to go do a sausage overdose. It's hard for me. I'm actually that's a positive in the handicap that he'll have more <laughs> uh, more worst throw in his veins when he's calling plays. He'll be more optimal. With I, all I those think he'll green. be di- he'll be dialed in. His cholesterol super high. He sees uh, the field clearly. I do like Andy Reid to outsmart uh, McDaniel here, and uh, I, to me, it's just about finding the weakest unit. And for me, it's the it's the Dolphins defense. There's a pretty great video of McDaniel walking into the press conference for the first time with clearly some local reporters who are Germans are probably very serious. 
and he tries to crack a joke and it, it goes over as well as you can expect with him, him telling it. Uh, and to your point about Philly being a, a tougher spot, uh, I don't re- recall any stories of the Nazis throwing diesel batteries at Santa Claus. So uh, perhaps Even there, they drew a line. There, there is something to that. Uh, I, is this, isn't this the, the most simple of all? And I, I don't know if I mentioned it up top, but Kansas city is on the back to back road spot, which has been it's starting to trend really negative. It's da- it's down to 11 and 19 ATS on the season. Uh, the difference here is I just think you cancel everything out with that embarrass embarrassing uh, flu game from Mahomes. And yeah. how often do we get Patrick Mahomes laying less than three points? Yes. What more do you need to know? It's kind of it's it's a simplistic handicap, but that that's kind of it. And you made the points earlier about the Dolphins being Jekyll and Hyde when they're playing good teams or not uh, on the defensive side of the ball. Josh, put the graphic back up because the other thing you mentioned about Tua is, yeah. and uh, I, I should have led with led out with it because um, where, the, where the fuck is Josh with my graphic? This the kids these days. <laughs> He's probably off finagling some lady. He's probably worried about his. Do uh, kids even go to Europe with their millions. girlfriend and and just? Fucking hostels for for a couple <laughs> weeks and come home and said they went backpacking. Uh, at 402 days since Tua has beaten a team with a winning record, and the Chiefs would be a fucking close your eyes special. Which Sean, I've been tracking this for a long time. I, not many times that we can say that. I, I again, simplistic handicap, but uh, and back to the defenses. Every good defense they played gave them trouble. <laughs> yeah. And they're and, and and even if it's not just completely shutting him down, Tua's turning like he's he's making the ball available. Whatever he learned in the judo with the falling is increasing his fumbling. And fuck you if it's not related. <laughs> no, it, the the turnover stuff, the red zone turnover stuff is real. This is annoying because I I do want to wake up and watch this. Like I can't half asleep this. Yeah, one. usually I kind of roll out of bed like midway through the first quarter or late in bed refreshing GameCast. But yeah, I, I think we have to watch the kickoff of this one. I, I I really like the Chiefs, and I don't know how much it applies here, but the favorite usually pretty strong uh, overseas as well. So yeah, Chiefs minus one and a half. Let's go. Uh, who will the German crowd be rooting for? Mm. I mean, yeah, it's tough to see them getting around Tua. I, they, Tua, Mike McDaniel, those seem. I you see a portly man who clearly loves chocolate. And uh, and processed meats yeah, well, uh, in Andy Reid and think, beer. Yeah, I mean he, he's got a bowl full of jelly. That's I feel like very appealing to the German crowd. Yeah, I, this very much in the lock conversation. Oh, I, okay. I, I have been trying to avoid the early lock stuff, but I locked up one uh, one uh, London game came through. G- Germany uh, might be calling, John. Let's go. All right, regular time football. We got seven early games. Uh, once again, the o- almost optimal, but uh, red zone surrounded by seven beautiful NFL games. Love it. We got the Minnesota Vikings, another back-to-back road spot here. They're taking on the Atlanta Falcons. Atlanta laying four and a half, minus two ten on the money line. Minnesota plus one eighty. Thirty-seven is the total. Big move off the look ahead from one and a half to four and a half, based on the the quarterback news. Kirk Cousins uh, done, although he's still there. He's still he's <laughs> he's fucking cheerleader one hundred and one, which you know it gives them scrappy dog vibes to me. Oh yeah, it gives me every like everyone's that. all in.
Um, they're, they are going to be the seven seed and they're going to be, they're going to be up in like the first quarter. And you're like, what's going on? Josh Dobbs isn't starting here. No. And Jaron Hall is who yep. f- let's play the game. Sean, where did he go to college? Oh, BYU. BYU quarterbacks are what gritty Great. motherfuckers. And, and Jimmy McMahon. Uh, but, but on the other side, you got Heineke coming in. Yep. So you basically have two backup quarterback situations. Yep. And the line moves three points. So if you unpack this, Riddard or Heineke, what would you say the the difference is there? Oh, I think Heineke is better than Ritter. Okay, so, so it would be an upgrade. Yeah, but I don't. Okay. It, I but don't, let's just say it stays the same. flat. We'll call it flat. The market price sees it as equal. Okay. What is Kirk Cousins the Jaron Hall? Because if anyone wants to be a seven point, we would talk about like who's the best quarterback we've lost. Who's the biggest delta between himself and the backup? Have we lost? Yeah, probably. Holy like, shit! I mean, it probably should be like six points. Something like that. So why is it only three? Uh, well, I'll tell you. I mean, one Falcons losing uh, Grady Jarrett uh, for the entire season, huge blow to their defense. Atlanta horrible against the tight end. T.J. Hawkinson uh, will be primed for a breakout game, and then the the Falcons are pretty injured. Drake London, aka their one skill player that they like uh, throwing the ball to, he's dealing with a groin injury, and this. This Vikings defense, after a very slow start, has really turned things around. Twelfth uh, ranked in EPA, tenth in DVOA, and the Falcons just got carved up by a rookie. So I I like taking the Vikings and the points. I think um, Jaron Hall is going to create some interesting mobility issues uh, running around in the pocket. Uh, he's going to be a tougher guy to defend. Now quarterbacks making their first start on the road that's a tough trend, uh, but I think. Against the spread, give can't, me a Vikings plus four. And you a can't half. say Will Levis carved him up. He he hit on. We, he threw we just four discussed touchdowns. it. He yeah he hit on some explosive plays. Yes. Is Jaron Hall gonna come in with the same the same ability to do that? Uh, I don't know, but I think the connection to T.J. Hawkinson is gonna be pretty good. I watched him in preseason. I thought he was competent. Um, what? So, I would. I, I'm gonna ask. But them. again, they traded for Josh Dobbs, so maybe they're not huge believers in him. <laughs> Clearly, yeah. Although maybe Dobbs is the backup. Maybe they plan on wanting to see what they got in this guy, or they know he's not ready, and they're gonna do some gimmicky stuff. It is a McVay offense. Yes. I would ask you the second question, which is, what is the major difference between the Vikings and the Titans on offense? Otherwise, the Titans have a a, a rush a running attack. And the Vikings do not. True. So you're putting Jaron Hall out there against a team that stops the run pretty well, even though they lost Grady Jarrett. There's st- I, I still expect them to be able to stop the run. And now he becomes one dimensional. Yeah, I guess I would just I I'm optimistic. It's a he, big number, right? He's that. going to be able to run the ball personally um as a scrambling quarterback. I think they're gonna drop some creative stuff for him that isn't on film. We saw it with Tyson Bajan. I think it's gonna be a similar game plan. They're gonna move the pocket for him. You know, instead of him reading the entire field, he's going to read like a third of the field, give him some easy decisions. And I think it's a letdown spot for the Falcons. I, I like the Vikings plus four and a half. Based on what I saw last week, I agree with you. Heineke is definitely an upgrade over Ritter. I don't know how this line's not bigger, just basic arithmetic. And I, I get why people can't lay six, six and a half, seven with the Falcons, 
but that you know that that's what this number should be. So let me guess, you're gonna be on the Falcons. Give me the Falcons <laughs> laying the four and a half points. Right, I you, laid out you, a very clear case. You, you, you did your best I, to keep your if we keep your fan. I'm upgrading Adam. the Falcons one and a half points from Ritter to to although Ritter is is in the concussion protocol. Well, we shouldn't it, be acting it, like he got punched. research. Spherical Earth saying, yeah, and Bajent looked great last week. You're making my point. What do you These mean? guys always look good in their first start because they they set them up for success. There's no film on them. They're they're playing with house money. Uh, B- looking great is probably a stretch, and also playing the Chargers is maybe. Bajan did look good, I think, that first game against the Raiders. Oh, okay. Uh, he had moments. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm and I, that's the game I'm comparing it. To. And yeah, and, and I would. You know, it's very. It's a very unique uh, game because th- that that. That is a defensive scheme that will allow you to to make sure. completions and and but and I think not I think, look like a complete. I think Jaron Hall will have some moments. Nice. Hopefully, they're good moments for you. Yeah, Seattle heads to Baltimore, where the Ravens sit six point favorites, minus two fifty five on the money line. Seahawks plus two fifteen. 43 and a half is the total. Uh, Gino just getting shit done out there. In the Pacific Northwest, I mean, again, once again, this somehow this Browns team plays an, competitive football with uh, with Seattle. Well, they should have won the game. I mean, they had the game <laughs> in hand, and instead of you know Stefanski, instead of running the ball there, he let PJ Walker dig himself a hole. Um, but PJ Walker pretty good against the spread, and, seven and, and two ATS as a starter. And funny enough, um, Baltimore looks ahead to Cleveland here after Seattle comes off a game against Cleveland. Uh, wanted to, to shout out Jake Bobo on the card, Sean. We know yeah. you become a big Bobo. He's been fan. fun, and he might see some action. And uh, stay tuned to the DFS uh, episode. Tyler Lockett DNP dealing with hamstring injury. And something to note here: I was digging around, pulling through some numbers because a lot of people are pointing out Lamar Jackson, uh, only one loss against the NFC in his career, straight up. Uh, which, by the way, was oh, against yeah. the Giants last year. Wink Martindale, Kayvon Thibodeau clinching sack. Well, if you dive in a little deeper, I think it's a very deceptive trend. You're a gambler because that's a straight up trend. If you zoom in a little closer to when Lamar is favored by more than a field goal, like he is in this spot in that same situation against the NFC, Sean, this is going to blow your mind. 12 and one straight up. Yep. But three and 10 ATS. Yeah. He's, he's struggled as a, as a big favorite. um, And he continues to have uh, turnover issues as well. Very fortunate to not to have that play um, in the Arizona Cardinals game called back. Even though to me, I I swore that was a fumble. But on the other side, Geno Smith, man, oh. he's had some really rough moments. The past three games, five interceptions, and these are really bad interceptions. Like in, in the Arizona game, they're going in for a touchdown, throws a pick at the one yard line. In uh, in Cincinnati. It was um, two interceptions, really, at inopportune times, and then even in the win against the Browns, the only reason the Browns were in that game because because he threw two interceptions. I really worry about Geno Smith. There, there's two sides of this coin for me. One is I I, I like uh, I in general I like the Seahawks as dogs. I think Carroll is a good coach as a dog. Historically, his record's crazy: fifty three, thirty eight. And three against the spread as an underdog. Gino's better as a dog. This is kind of where they are at. But you know, you look at the Ravens, man. They're, um, I think they're going to get up for this spot. And the the Gino turnovers play right into the Ravens' defense, uh, their hands. Yeah, I, and and PJ Walker had some moments. I think 
running around against that Seattle defense. And I, and I can kind of imagine Lamar doing the same thing. If you like a Lamar Jackson and we'll save it for the prop show, but Lamar Jackson rushing yards, I think is a good matchup against the Seattle Dobbs defense. four for 43 and a touchdown PJ Walker, six for 27, Dan Jones, 10 for 66. Yeah. Every mobile quarterback they've played against, they've get, they've let them get loose. And I, I gave you the, I gave you the trend about how Lamar is not covering this situation as much as he's winning the game. And it's a big number, but this Baltimore team is also just shape. They they, they didn't play, they played a horrible game last week, Sean. And they, they, they got backdoored yeah. on an eight point spread. Uh, this team is playing really well. And the, the part that is why the reason I'm willing to lay the points here, other than I'm clearly becoming a fan <laughs> and I do have some futures Ryan has like five teams. You have the Cardinals, the Texans, number one overall, or sorry, the, the Falcons, <laughs> Texans, and Ravens of your three AFC teams. Who is your favorite? This, uh, you know, I always have a little closeted Lamar love. <laughs> it, when he's go, when he's moving, he's no, just, and, uh, and, electric. And and if he cannot turn the ball over, Geno Smith on the road. I mean, he, dude, he looked pretty bad. But uh, this is my handicap: is that the Ravens are not being treated like the number one defense. They are not. They are number one uh, yeah. defensive uh, DVOA, number one against the pass, fifth against the run. They have the number one sack rate uh, on defense. I just there's a lot of reasons to like them, and, and you pointed out the reason to feel comfortable taking this. It's very simply the fact that Lamar is going to have some opportunities to get loose with his legs, and I think when you trade, when you overpay for Leonard Williams, and you give up a second round pick to pick up a, a an old, a relatively old defensive lineman who's going to cost a bunch of money if you want to resign. Who, frankly, I would imagine you're not confident in your ability to stop the run right now. Or or fortify the center of your defense. So, uh, I like the handicap of the Ravens are just the better team and probably deserve to be favored. I, I like laying the points mostly because I think Gino Gino ran out of ink. I think or he needs to run out of ink because he, he's been writing a lot of letters he, back. He has. I I don't know why he's not getting crushed like some other quarterbacks would if you were these like kind of because I, you're winning a game here and, and there. again, this is, this is from watching all the games at the same time and having a lot of action. It trains you to kind of watch these things. I'm out on Gino. So he's making a lot of bad, like bad, bad plays. Like the kind of plays we used to, the, you know what? I'm going to make a, I'm going to nominate Gino as the replacement name for sucks Island. <laughs> Because uh, he he's making the plays that Jared Goff used to make. Yeah, you want to describe him? There was a mini spike on Jared Goff sucks island when he threw that pick six. But oh yeah, but he's back. All right, Arizona heads to Cleveland, where the Browns are laying a big number here, eight minus three seventy five on the money line, plus three oh five for the Cardinals. Thirty seven and a half is the total. Uh, Wind, you circle this one definitely could have some impact. There's also a chance of rain. I think uh, this is where myself and the weatherman had a little bit of a different dis- disagreement. Uh, his report mostly cloudy, showers question mark, fifties, uh, wind five to ten. I do think the wind's going to be a little stronger. I think your standard weather reports don't never take into account that where the Cleveland uh, Stadium sits and its orientation relative to the wind always will be an impact. And it does seem like there's going to be gusts near nearing twenty here. Uh, thirty, like I said, thirty-seven and a half is the total. Low total. A uh, Clayton Tune. Any interest in taking the points with Clayton Tune here? No, not at all. And I, I, I know the handicapping starts at the quarterback position, but I, I'm looking at, 
you know, I'm looking at their ability. The, the Cardinals are horrific at stopping the run. So you have a really good defense. You want to run the ball. That's the Cleveland Browns right there. Yep. And the Cardinals defense can't stop the run. Yep. So I, I know a lot of it's <laughs> going to come down to Clayton Tune on the road making his first start. But it, to me, that's that's like the last thing that's going to matter in this game. Cardinals can't stop the run and they can't run the ball. Their offense has really been sputtering um, without James Connor. And then you even look at, at Mari DiMercato, Michael Wilson, both DNPs here. This is just going to be a a brutal spot for them. You can't uh, look at the offense because Dobbs is gone. Dobbs was a hundred percent of the reason any of that shit was. Yeah, working. there was there was a bunch of friskiness maybe around Dobbs and PJ Walker seven and two against the spread. I think if he can limit his turnovers, they'll even play a safer version of their game plan. This looks this game is going to be like thirteen three. Uh, give me the Browns laying eight. I know it's scary to lay eight. With a um, well, think about it this way. Remember what this Cleveland team looked like versus Indy. I know it took some plays from their defense, but why won't those same plays happen in this game? And Cleveland, or I'm sorry, Indy has a better defense than Arizona. So, yeah, there's 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 also the handicap of you shouldn't be laying eight points with PJ Walker. That's true, but. Are you are do you feel comfortable, Clayton? I, I mean, Cleveland me, has Baltimore on deck, a team that kicked their ass. That's true. They could be looking ahead, but ultimately it comes down to a similar thing of Will Levis making his first road start against a good defense in a hostile environment, and a lot of that uh, applies here with Clayton Tune going on the road, being fed to the wolves of this Cleveland Browns defense. I mean, Miles Garrett versus Clayton Tune. That's not going to go De- well. Defense, defensive touchdowns tends tend to not to look ahead. That's I guess that's how I would defenses, handy. yeah. Defensive touchdowns. Oh, no, I mean like clear your what how, what would you set the total at? Total points scored by Cleveland defense and special teams. I'll put that at 10. And they You they can were, include field goals in there. <laughs> yeah. I will. Like uh, the, what's the spread of Cleveland defense special teams versus Arizona? Yeah. That's I I, I just <laughs> I know it's eight points, PJ Walker. I, that is, if no, you're taking gonna it run as, the rock, dude. You, I mean, you saw, somehow Jerome Ford doesn't get high ankle sprains. They got Kareem Hunt back. Yeah, a Pierre Strong still getting a carrier. To I don't, I don't think they need to throw the forward pass to cover the spread. Are, are, are we really chalky this week? Me? Are we doing this no. right? Where's your dollar signs? Where's the we don't have we at? don't have a lot of we don't. I'm, I'm just saying I'm on all favorites. Hmm. That might be tricky. Yeah, you got that. You missed the Minnesota. That was the dog. Oh, spot, right? you got one dog. You're doing dog. better than I am. Yes, uh, Ryan. Shout out to Prize Picks. Love me some Prize Picks. You can turn uh, you turn your money into 25x football season simply by going more or less. Kramer, I'm gonna I'm gonna get kick off a little Prize Picks segment here. Pull you some. Uh, I, I'm sure the numbers here. Fire one ready <laughs> for the Cardinals are going to be comical. But uh, and if they even have them posted, okay. Right now, all we're seeing is a Hollywood Brown, uh, more or less. That's not really that fun. More. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Let's actually no less. What what's the number? Yeah, I mean, guess. What do you think? So uh, they're gonna make these numbers comically low compared to. I would imagine Hollywood was sitting in the sixty yard range before. So with Clayton Tune in there, maybe they drop it into the high forties. Forty eight and a half. 
Wow, Ryan, the, are you looking at I'm the not looking prize at pick sheet? Hundred percent, not looking at it. So I've just I'm I've been doing this for a while. Hollywood Brown, more or less. Was that the number? Yeah, you know. Oh, um, T, I had yeah, t- you're dropping. You're, you're dropping the number by twenty percent. <laughs> is I is, still like the is Clayton tune eighty percent of the quarterback is, is Josh Dobbs? Probably not. Well, and also they were really frisky in garbage time. This Cardinals team, and I think they may lose that in this game. That's not. They were actually friskier in the first half, which that's is true. Strange. You know, no. What it was, uh, I I found this stat: the Cardinals were seven and one against the spread, the second quarter spread, best team in the NFL in the second quarter spread. Yeah, it, it's still wild. They're still sitting in the top ten in minutes led in the first quarter and first half. So, all right. Yeah. I'm, I, oh, I yeah. I mean, I'm 100% going under. Okay. I, I was just Less. doing. I, yeah, I was. I was working the math out, explaining okay. my my work. So we're gonna take Marquise Brown less, and then what's a who's Marquise? Hollywood oh, Brown. Okay. Hollywood. And then we pair it with a Browns guy. Amari Cooper's the the player they have up right now. Fifty four and a half receiving yards, four and a half receptions. I like under <sighs> on both. I think they're just gonna run the ball the entire time. But you see how good Cooper is. They have yeah. chemistry. That's true. Uh, give me the receptions over. Receptions more receptions more. There you go, Ryan. Uh, so that is a yeah two players. Uh, let's see, hundred dollars wins you three hundred bucks, and of course uh, use that promo code SGPN PrizePicks.com slash SGPN to get that sweet hundred percent deposit match. Prize picks, daily fantasy simplified. What what's your what what percentage of Josh Dobbs is Clayton tuned to you? Yeah, that's tough. Cause I, I, there was some, but Dobbs was also throwing picks. So I think it depends. I think if you're talking, um, you don't think Clayton Tunes is going to throw a pick. That's true too. <laughs> I, I, if you're talking, I think Josh Dobbs was better at keeping the game close, but, um, and yeah, I don't know. He was like, to me, this is going to be, is this, right? um, this is DTR. We're going to get some DTR okay. situation. So Dobbs, I mean, that's probably 50%. Mm. Which means you would have to give me a thirty-yard Hollywood Brown, uh, more or less, for me to go over. To, for me to think about going more, but even then, I I really think Clayton Toon is going to look as bad as DTR looked. That's really? the prediction. Yeah, yeah. I mean, why why would it be any different? He shined in the exact same circumstances. All right. And by the way, maybe we look back on this and Gannon was trying really hard in the preseason. I, you know, I, <laughs> there's something to it, right? All right, next up, Rams. They're heading to Green Bay. Feel like we've had some classic matchups between the Rams and the Packers in Lambeau. Green Bay laying three here, minus one sixty-five on the money line. Rams plus one forty. Thirty-eight and a half is the total. This is our sixth game, Sean. This is our fourth game talking about a total in the thirties. I mean, Colby literally has to be rock hard. Oh, Rams are catching seventy-six percent of the bets in this back-to-back road spot. Uh, they're looking ahead to the buy, and Sean, I'm calling this a sandwich spot because McVeigh goes from having baby to a, a, a known vacation time ahead that his wife is already aware of. It's the bye week, so uh, McVeigh being focused on this football game, I'm a little bit uh, paused on. And you want to talk about split action? Um, 76% of the bets, but less than 30% of the money on the Rams. So the sharps coming in on the Packers. God bless them. And last thing I'll say, Sean, because we got a backup quarterback here with Mr. Rippin, uh, Brett Rippin, that is. 
The number moved from one and a half on the look ahead to now Green Bay minus three at home. That's a four and a half point move. Yeah. Well, Ryan, you're you're the market dynamics guy. I don't really I don't really factor in who's betting on what when I'm breaking down ball. Uh, Matt Stafford is out. Brett Rippon, I, I thought, has looked okay in his three career starts. Again, very scattershot uh, sample size, well, but but all of all the coaches we're talking about today, who has the the most experience putting a backup into a situation and having that backup look decent? McVeigh. Hmm. What do you mean? What t- when did he have a backup? The Wolf of Wall Street performed oh, well and okay. short. I, I'm just saying, like his system, it seems, and his ability to get a guy ready to to play one start against a bad team, that's going to let you run the ball. Something that McVeigh wants to yes. do desperately anyway. The, the, I mean, it just starts with the Packers' defense is so horrible, and I don't know if Jordan Love is necessarily uh, better, if at all, noticeably better than Brett Rippon. I don't know that. I, I really don't. Uh, Jordan Love has never closed as a favorite in his short career here. Brett Rippon's been in the league longer, um, I, I'm pretty sure. But really, what it starts at is this Packers secondary is so bad that not only was it pretty bad, and then they got rid of Rasul Douglas. Now, maybe yeah, what was that? That's not interesting. Yeah, I mean, like I, you need Rasul Douglas. I, well, I maybe I, they're tanking. I don't think they're tanking. NFL teams don't tank. I know. I know every fantasy player. Uh, Why are they trying to win? Uh, you know what you need to do right now is rebuild and get assets. What are they trading for, um, Montez Sweat? They should be trying to acquire assets. This Shut the your fuck <laughs> up! No one cares about your fucking assets. Yeah. It's twenty-two men on the gridiron trying to murder each other. They're not worried about uh, putting together, uh, you know, g- and getting the nineteenth or the twentieth. That's a lot of draft capital. Get the fuck. These aren't your. This isn't the NBA. This isn't the National Basketball Association. It's the NFL. They try to kill each other on Sundays. This isn't your uh, dynasty league. Yeah, I'm, I it's kind of a rebuilding year for me in dynasty. You're rebuilding? Why are you wasting With- your time rebuilding a fucking it's supposed to be a fantasy and you're rebuilding in your fantasy? Your fantasy is supposed to be an escape from reality. Reality is a fucking kicking the nuts to begin with. You don't, you don't need to take that and then go into my fantasy world where I'm also getting kicked in the nuts. First year we went to the fantasy expo. (laughs) We were just, we were, we, we had a booth and we were just sitting there chopping it up with folks. And this guy came by I like fantasy. Yeah. This guy came by and explained that he was currently in 15 (laughs) dynasty leagues. And Sean had this look like, what the fuck do you do? Come on, have some fun. But, but it is true. People like it, there is this element of like now that since we've let the the computers ruin every game yeah. and, and really ba- basically the, the optimal strategy for everything is try to win all of it or be the worst team. And so now everyone's like, well, if you're not going to be the best team, why do you even try? We why, well, you don't reset, need a second void. It, it it speaks to our 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 civilization as a joke. Oh, if I can't win, not worth playing. I'll try next time. It's like no, you try until the season is over. Well, who raised you? You know how many shitty uh, youth sports I was on. You know how bad I was at youth sports. A lot of times, I came home and said I want to quit. My dad said, "Too bad, fuck you. Go back to practice. I already paid thirty five dollars for this team. You're going to be playing, and you go out there and you. Get I already your- paid. I can't get a refund. Yeah, and you go out. You might get your ass kicked, but you build a little character. And it, 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 it people's analysis. You're you're describing 
human beings on a different level than you. They don't operate like this. They don't go wake up in the mirror and go, wow, I'm, I'm, we're four and five. I should, I should throw in the towel They're They go, they're four and five. They think they're going to win every fucking game. These, these guys are, are maniacs. These are also people that refer to the, 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 the crop of, of talent that is right below the, like the top, uh, like 0.01% and they call them like yeah. trash. <laughs> yes. Which again, because the, 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 the analogy is like, wh- when do you ever do your job shitty? Because whatever you, yeah, up Q2 isn't going that well. I'm just going to kick my feet up <laughs> until Q3 starts. Maybe that's a sales move. I don't know. Maybe that, but yeah, I, I so Brett Rippin 2020, uh, Jordan Love 2021. Yeah, uh, Rams should be able to run the ball, and I think they're going to be able to throw the ball. Maybe I'm buying too much into McVay, but this this Packers team, while I don't think they're intentionally tanking, they don't have much team chemistry. They don't have much gut, and the the are, are the Ra- are the Rams going to show up? Because they didn't show up last week. We were very disappointed. No, and they no showed against yes. the Cowboys. They allowed the Cowboys to rest for a, almost a full quarter in preparation for a game against your Eagles, Sean. True. Bullshit. It's because McVeigh and the baby. That's what I'm worried about. Back yeah, to back roads. Back to back roads. He's FaceTiming with the wife and kid at night. He's not thinking there, about the fucking there's a Packers. Lot of, there's a lot of reasons not to bet the Rams, but ultimately the Packers defense is why I'm Can I, can I give you one more? Sure. Because you're right, the Packers defense is a problem. But uh, there's the reports are starting to surface. Packers franchise are not sold on Jordan Love <laughs> as the answer. Going yeah, forward. I mean, I, does I he think, have that I game? Think they, I think Lafleur might be losing the locker room when you keep playing the worst quarterback, and we've seen that with some other teams, a la the Falcons. You can lose the court. You can lose the locker room. Is Brett? Is Brett? Is Matt Stafford better than Brett? Ripping by more than four and a half points. Uh, uh probably yeah. But again, I I've been kind of high on Stafford, but I, also what version of Stafford? Like the these nickel and dime injuries kept adding up. Give me the Packers. Hate it. Mm. This one doesn't make sense. So Ryan six and zero oh to the favorites. Yeah, but you're on the public dog. Yeah, it's got fleece. Dog. Brent Ripping, backup quarterback. I have to stand. Oh, for we're something. about to be seven favorites. Tampa Bay, the Bucks, another back-to-back road spot here. Something like I like I pointed out earlier but has not been a long rest for the Bucks because they're coming off Thursday night. Well said. Which also that's that's been a positive trend. Uh, Bucks catching two and a half points here, plus one thirty on the money line, minus one fifty for the Texans. Forty is the total. Uh, I mean, the Bucks have not been scoring a lot of points lately. I think. Maybe the book is out on Baker again, and he's starting to look a little bit more like the guy we have the large sample size on than the guy we were excited about well, in the and, beginning and, of the season with the small sample size. And I do think he deserves some criticism, but I do I think also like the play calling is pretty bad. It's a combination of bad play calling and then Baker holding on to the ball way too long. I, I think those from watching that I, I, I think Baker needs a run game too. Yes. I think the no, bad no, that's play like, calling Coupled with the the lack yes, of they, ability they're trying, to run, they're trying to force this running game that is not existent. Rashad yes. White isn't a he's like a third down cha- change of pace guy, and they don't have that stud. I mean, if any team, yeah, I don't Sean, know. relax. The, the same nerds that you were angry at before are going to point out uh, Rashad White's Raz score. 
Well, it's so funny. They go from like jerking off his RAS score to <laughs> look how inefficient he was. Well, and he they barely do, broke any tackle. I do agree with the nerds. You, the first down is a down to be throwing the ball, but they just keep running Rashad White into that offensive line, and it it puts them in these third and longs. Uh, but if Mike Evans can eat, uh, then they can do some damage defense. Well, he, I mean, Houston similar problem last week. They they kind of got stuck on the run game a bit. Maybe cost them the game against the Panthers. Well, yeah, it was interesting because they they seemingly Panthers were like, all right, hey, we're not going to let C.J. Stroud beat us. We're going to force uh, Damian Pierce, former dog, doesn't has small dog energy now, and Devin Singletary to beat us, and they just couldn't. They they kind of got sucked into the run game, which is they're not good. So Bucks are good at stopping the run. Texans don't want to run. Bucks uh, give up pass plays and Texans want to throw the ball. I think this actually, I know Bobby, you know, Slowick is more of a 49ers style run action, et cetera. But I, I think, I think the Texans are going to be able to throw on this bucks defense. Oh, so you like the Texan you're get you're hopping off the, the, yeah, Baker I mean, train. I, 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 yeah, I had a, soft, a little shock. That's all I had you, a soft spot for the bucks, but I'm, I think I got to get off it here. Tampa Bay on the road, Houston coming off a, a off a loss. Well, I do think I've seen some things from Houston that I like. And matchup wise, it's going to be a tough game for the Bucks and Baker man, the holding on to the ball too long thing. Well, I think is some of his fault and play calling some of it and the run game. It's just not working. Yeah, and you were mentioning it with uh with slow it, and, but and, and them covering against the Bills was the miracle of all miracles. Oh, it was At least you're accepting <laughs> that now. Yeah. Okay. When did I say not? Oh, when we were talking about it, because I was on the Bills and you were on the Bucks. Oh, I was celebrating. I'm like, yeah. Never a doubt. Yeah, that was being okay. sarcastic okay. because there was a fourth down play where they tried to rip the guy's helmet off. Then yeah. there was another fourth down play where they got bailed out uh, by illegal contact, and then the touchdown pass bounced off the defender's hands right into Mike Evans' hands. Horrible, horrible outcome. Uh, Slowick was the passing game coordinator for the Niners, Sean. So yes. He he is uh he he does like the pass. I I wonder sometimes you see this with these new coaches these young new coaches when they when they make an egregious mistake they 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 generally rapidly adjust and maybe even if anything swing the pendulum a little too hard the other mm. way so I got to imagine he's gonna self scout and realize that he fucked up and we're gonna see a lot of pass because guess what what do the Houston Texans do the the, the only thing the Houston Texans do on the same level as elite teams in this league is pass the ball fifth. Offensive pass DVOA, and I think at the end of the day, this Tampa team, I I actually I'm gonna go I'll go a little bit further than you. I actually think that Houston's defensive line is going to be a problem for the Bucks. Yeah, and Baker, and I, it's not necessarily gonna be in in like a typical pass rush way. It's gonna be that they just get dominated and they're pushing the the line back every every fucking play. And Smash. so, yeah, look, keep, keep the favorites coming. You know, I'm on my tech. If someone could reach out to me with the the teams that I'm clearly rooting for this, this year and in the order you think I'm rooting for them in, that'd be great. I do love oh, this Falcons. Uh, you talk bad about Ryan's Falcons. It's, it's no, they're personal. not number one on my power. Oh, 100%. Rankings. No, they're not. 100%. They're not. They're not. No, that well, I'll say they're not. You might not have them graded as high as your other. I lovers, do love Arthur Smith, but he's a billionaire and he chose to coach football. But I fucking love this. A, guy. As far as you take it personal and people disrespect them, it's one hundred percent the Falcons. One hundred percent. Maybe you're right. One hundred percent. I'll have to think about that. 
All right, a couple more early games to go. Washington heads to New England to take on the Patriots. The Pats are laying three. Uh, it's a baby fucking wheel, man. In their look ahead game uh, to London, I wonder if uh, uh, Uncle, Germany. Oh, sorry, Germany. I wonder if Uncle Bill has any plans uh, to retrieve anything while while he's over there. Uh, he's, maybe he's planning ahead this week. Be pretty funny if he just he just quit in Germany. Uh, Washington plus one thirty five. Ron Rivera a forty and a half is the total. So many low totals. Ron Rivera still coaching. We we lost out on that one, Sean. Yeah, uh, McDaniel's beat him to the the finish line on getting fired. Expect possibly some rain in this one. Um, it seems like there there's uh, some smattering of kind of like wet weather uh, all about uh, on the East Coast. Uh, got a mostly cloudy uh, weather. Should be in the 60s and uh, some light winds coming out of the Southwest. Uh, potential rain from the weatherman. Uh, ah, this is, this is a game we didn't need. Like, I, I don't really need to talk about this one because <laughs> the, the, my brain is like, oh no, this is going to be the game where Mac Jones looks good. I mm. mean, think about it. They just hired a new offensive analyst, AKA Josh McDaniels is coming home. <laughs> like you said, did they the, hire him? Oh, you don't think he's going to be in the building <clears throat> oh, by yeah. Sunday? But I, 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 as I an analyst. I didn't think I I didn't see anything. It's like Connor Stallions. You hire him as an analyst. You don't have to be specific on what his job duties are. <laughs> Connor Just got Stallions. Get Josh what a great name. In. Have him be Joe Judge's assistant for all I care. I, I do think he will be back in the building. Eventually. Yeah, yeah. No, I I and don't doubt that. I, I was there just will be material. I, I guarantee it affects the offense in a positive way. Well, too. and and the skins, which is uh, super ironic. They traded Montez Sweat and Chase Young. Does that matter? Montez what's good. Chase Young, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, people and are acting like they traded away like the 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 best players on their defensive line are still there. Yeah. No, I I think they traded I think and I'll counter this by saying I think this actually could be a step up. Usually when you get rid of so the reason they got rid of Montez Sweat and Chase Young, why'd they do that, Ryan? Because they didn't want to pay him, right? Well, the Mo- most Montez Sweat, yeah, they, they've already invested in their two defensive. Chase tackles. Young, kind of a pain in the ass too. Montez, Montez Sweat, it was kind of like, from what I understand, they were they weren't really looking to get rid of him. But when the Bears said, "Hey, you, you want this really good pick?" They're like, "All right, cool." Well, and now it gives an opportunity for the guys behind them. Next oh, hey, up. some money just uh, might be. I might also. I get a couple sacks. These guys know how they get paid. They get sacks. They're not thinking about rebuilding years or acquiring assets. They're thinking about becoming a fucking millionaire five times over oh, wow. by getting a couple sacks on Mac Jones. And the Patriots lost their best skill player, Kendrick Bourne. He's out for the season. Can you really trust this Patriots dog shit offense to cover a number? Um, this is a step quietly, down in defense for them. Quietly, Ron Rivera two and zero straight up, and ATS versus Belichick in his career as a head coach. Uh, skins not afraid to grab some garbage as well. Pat's looking ahead to Germany. Oh, wow. I agree. I'm this, shocked. I agree. This isn't a fun game. Well, and and if you can find the three and a half, certainly play that. But Mac Jones one and fifteen straight up when the opponents score more than twenty four points. I think. I think the skins might be able to get 24. This but what is quarterback be like a- has looked bad against this Washington defense. I understand he just lost his his top target in Kendrick Bourne, but isn't this the game where Mac Jones looks good? Because Washington's defense does the same fucking thing every time and now they don't have now they are working with backup 
pass rushers, one of which uh, Sean, I believe, came from Philly, Toonhill. Casey Toonhill. Yep. He'll be starting along Desmond with Desmond Ritter didn't look great against the Commanders, if you're asking. Oh. How many <laughs> yards did he go go for? Uh, let's see. Uh, three oh seven. Oh my god! <laughs> three <laughs> interceptions. But Desmond Ritter threw for three hundred yards on you. Yeah, I oh. see. I could see Mac Jones three hundred seven yards, three interceptions. That sounds like a Mac Jones stat line. Oh, so you're doing it. Huh? I mean, Tyrod Taylor didn't light the world on fire, Ryan. I I think you have to take the Patriots, right? I'm taking the Patriots. Yeah. I I just don't think you can take the Commanders until. Ron Rivera's fired. Okay, so you're on New England. That's what I just said. You, oh, sorry. You agreed with I, me. No, I agreed with you. I was. I'm taking the Commanders. Oh, we are. Who are the Commanders? They're the team to take this week. Okay. Well, and you're keeping your streak alive. Of what? Of favorites? Eight favorites. Eight favorites. How many games <laughs> we picking this week? Uh, we've taken eight so far. Nice. Uh, it, it fourteen wor- games worth pointing out. Uh, the last time the Commanders uh, played a game after they lost a heartbreaking game to Philly, they got their ass beat by the Chicago Bears, forty to twenty. In in what was one of the more shocking outcomes of the NFL season. Good luck, Sean. Next up, last early game, Chicago. Those Bears, another back-to-back road spot here, Sean. They're heading to New Orleans to take on the Saints. I, I just. The Saints are just what a puzzling enigma. Uh, Bears looking ahead to Thursday night football. Saints. Saints are not coming off the buy. Not coming off the buy. Yes. We, if you're looking at the. Oh graphic. no, we missed that one. Fire someone. Uh, look, I, I to me this is this is the this is Tyson Bajan. We we heard no more stories of what he does in his free time this past week after he didn't no, get the away. arm wrestling stories go away when you get <laughs> yeah, destroyed lot, by lot, the Chargers. A lot less interesting. And um, yeah, I don't know that this this Saints team is just not covering. Uh, no, no way is this a team that profiles as someone you want to lay a big number with. They've only covered spreads as big as minus two this year. So, ah, uh, what, what? I I don't really know what to do here. The Saints suck. I don't well, know. And, and 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 if you want to look at a bigger uh, point, Derek Carr as a favorite, eighteen thirty four and two. Worst of all the quarterbacks in the last twenty years, so I'm he's not gonna, taking him. He's gonna. We're gonna have. We're, we are starting him. Yes. In our high stakes. I, I think it could be. I think quietly this game has shootout vibes, and I'm an eye test guy. I know. I know it looked bad for Bajent, but I mean that drop in the end zone. There was a couple of other plays, and if they just got a little bit more out of their defense, I thought Tyson Bajent looked comfortable. I don't think he looked completely lost like we've seen. Um, some quarterbacks be, and I, I think the Saints struggle against slot receivers. Lattimore will he be able to hang with DJ Moore? Probably, but I think it could create some opportunities here for Darnell Mooney. And the Saints are randomly—they're—they're they're a very tough team to figure out. They're randomly worse at home <laughs> than they are yeah. on the road. That's like a long—that's been like a couple years now. And also, you look at the Saints' defense—they let—they uh, let Gardner Minshew hang around. And I think Bajent kind of has some Gardner Minshew vibes. I think now, now certainly what could break this is, you know, Rashid Shaheed coupled bombs and this thing gets opened up uh, against the Bears secondary, but Montez sweat coming, coming through. It looks like he's going to play. I'll take the bears in the eight points. (laughs) Will Montez sweat be on the team? 
this time next year. Unlike Chase Claypool, well, they, they did say, and the Bears gave up a second round pick for him. So you think, okay, they must have oh, yeah. an extension in place. And they asked him. He goes, Yeah, I don't know. We'll see how things go at the end of the year. <laughs> I I want to I want to make sure it's the right place. Like, oh my God, imagine <laughs> if they gave up a second round pick for him and he doesn't resign. Who's, yeah, who's uh, who's running that team? <laughs> well, it's it's one thing if you're. I mean, even a second round pick for a rental for half a season is crazy, but for a team that's nowhere near the playoffs, but that being said, Montez sweat is a good guy uh, to have on your defensive line. The bears defense has been getting better as well. They have. And, and the strength of the team, not surprisingly, after bringing in a couple uh, linebackers is stopping the run. You can kind of talk yourself into, you think about some of the plays that helped really helped the saints last week. And what were they? Fucking Taysom Hill plays. Yes, I was actually trolling around my best ball team, Sean. A decent amount of my best ball teams on underdog are enjoying Taysom Hill as being the third tight end. <laughs> I only wish I had drafted more of them. Uh, yeah, I think I think this strangely is a good matchup uh, for the Bears. I don't love the the general situation. Uh, Bears aren't exactly a franchise I'm looking to take in a back to back road spot. You were sharing with me that there's been another uh, mysterious positional coach fired. Oh yes, I wrote from, that down from the the, uh, the running back uh, coach got fired also over workplace so behavior. So I'm guessing he's also just leaving to spend some time with his family. <laughs> and yeah, I mean the defense defensive coordinator got out of in front of it, medical illness, spending time with the family. Running back uh, coach was just. Uh, have to know when to come. He just had to turn in his playbook over at HR. Were they involved, <laughs> Ryan? I want to know. Were they involved in the same inappropriate workplace behavior? Were were there is there like a Bears uh key party or like swingers group that we're unaware of? What I'm, the hell's going on? Oh, I, I mean it's an NFC North thing, I assume, but they obviously got some whores oh, and went on trip? a boat. Yeah. It's barely a trip. You just <laughs> you just kind of cruise around the marina. I don't you, you just float. You're not going anywhere. Uh, yeah, there's some joke there about it being a round trip and yet everyone comes. Uh, all right, so yeah, and bears bears are decent at stopping the run. I I yeah, like their chances. That's the here. answer. I think that's the answer to the question. So I guess I'm taking a dog, and it's the bears. Oof. one dog, and it's an ugly dog. Hey Ryan, if you're thinking of uh, if you're listening to the show, watching the show over on YouTube, and you got some parlay ideas, I know our audience has parlay ideas. We always give out. DJ's only parlays gave one out on the uh, Thursday night uh, props episode. We'll be giving some out on our Veasan show, our paper ticket parlays. Uh, those are super fun, and every time I'm putting together a parlay, you know what I fire up Hall of Fame bets and their parlay optimizer. Great to get deep data stats, and it's really good to get. Uh, you can see the hit rates broken down my leg, as well as the expected probability for the entire parlay. Um, it, it just makes it so much easier. If you're watching on YouTube, there's literally green boxes, good red boxes. No. And you can see where you're getting a good price and see where you're not getting a good price. Stop betting in the dark, join over 30,000 users researching with hall of fame bets to craft more intelligent data driven parlays, download the hall of fame bets app, or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching Ryan, start winning with hall of fame bets. You, you sp speaking of green and uh, red boxes, I have been doing some uh, light development on the side, Sean, and the mm. the sheets might be getting upgraded. Oh, hell yeah! 
And of course, uh, uh, predicting by week uh, week ten or eleven, we might have the debut. Yeah, sportsgamblingpodcast.com/slash/patreon. Uh, not only do we have our NFL picks, but any sort of props we give out, all those in one convenient uh, place, make it easy for you to find those. Uh, we give them out for free on the show and on the website. But if you want a uh, total exhaustive list of everything we've given out, including on our Vison show, Patreon is the place to go. Yeah, especially if you're driving around, you know, you want to pull over. You don't want to write all this stuff down. <laughs> all right, uh, next up, we're done with the early slate, Sean. And unfortunately, they've uh, given us a three-game late slate that involves some interesting matchups. Um, fortunately, I guess you'll have your eyes on one game and won't won't need to pay attention to these. But Indy, Carolina, the Colts. I mean, this this is just an, uh, why is this needs to be a 105 uh, West Coast kick. I do not know. Panther uh, Colts are looking ahead to their game against the Patriots in Germany. Meanwhile, the Panthers are looking ahead to wow. Thursday night. Colts are somehow a public team, Sean. I, I don't know really? if I ever thought we would see Gardner Minshew getting 76% of the bets. Mm. There is a chance of rain in this one uh, from our weatherman, mostly sunny. Uh, so we got a little dis- disagreement here. 70. Maybe we have to have a weather off. A seventies with some light breeze out of the Southwest. Ah, this is my favorite nugget that I dug up this week, Sean, in games that Gardner Minshew has started. There have been an average of 60 points, not a totals (laughs) guy. That's that's incredible. That's incredible. Bonkers. The the Colts have given up 37, 38 and 39 points over the last three games. That's also ridiculous. Last funny, fun, funny nugget. Uh, they made the play calling change in Carolina. Oh, huge news, Ryan! And you saw that electric Panthers. Frank offense. Reich averaging eighteen point seven points per game. Meanwhile, new play caller Thomas Brown only fifteen. <laughs> well, I, I do think the I will say the Colts defense did look noticeably better. Um, Brian Burns getting getting going there. He could give the Colts offense some trouble. Jonathan Taylor, very weird game against the Saints. I think had something like eleven for ninety-four in the first half, and then only one carry in the second half. He's not listed. Makes sense. <laughs> no, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, not listed on the injury report. I don't know what's going on there. Um, Colts are kind of banged up in general. Four starters miss practice, including right tackle Braden Smith. So maybe the Panthers get some pass rush there. Um, Gardner Minshew two and thirteen straight up in his last fifteen games, but also How dare you? The Panthers just didn't look that good even in their win. <laughs> there was no version of this week where you were coming in and saying, you know what, I want to back the Panthers. I can't do it. I can't do it. I, but and also, really, why we were mentioning the quarterback play, defense, but to me, it is Jonathan Taylor. I I do think. This uh, Colts team might be able to run the ball a little bit what, against this Panthers. Team. What about the Frank Reich re- revenge spot? True, that's definitely a spot. He, he'll be mad too, right? Like he he seems a little bitter about it. But like he doesn't like Ursay. But maybe he liked her. In hindsight, maybe Ursay was a better owner than this new guy. <laughs> yeah, he meddling misses, in his shit. Yeah, I mean, you heard him talking about the other owner. He's it's just like you know bumping into your uh, ex that you still have a thing for you're trying to you're maybe like hey maybe we should get coffee grab a drink catch up <laughs> i i i mean come on what are we doing here i i can't take this panthers team 
I'll, if they if they beat me here again, so be it. I'm going Colts minus two and a half. Uh, yeah, I I think I'm gonna have to agree with you. I, but uh, this is gonna. I I feel like we're being a little stubborn here. Really? Like we we be. I think there's. I a, didn't. If I saw any pulse from that Panthers offense, the only thing that I saw and they 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 scored a game winning drive. They had a game winning drive. Yeah, it was a field goal, but I 15 points at home against the Texans defense. That's like okay. Yeah. I I and maybe they'll have an offensive explosion against the Colts. I I Colts think aren't very good on defense. I, I saw the same issues that I saw previously. No one's open, and Bryce Young is scared to throw the ball, and they can't run the ball. I mean, they bench Miles Sanders. Chuba Hubbard isn't isn't better. The Miles Sanders thing is hilarious. Yeah, like they he was paid Miles Sanders. Trade. You idiots. Yeah, they paid Miles Sanders. I think some of it. I mean, I saw him last year with the Eagles. I didn't think he was worth giving a ton of money to. I was fine with them uh, not re-signing him, but I did think he had more juice than what he's shown in Carolina. So I, I just don't think Carolina is particularly well coached. And maybe this is a Shane Steichen revenge game against his uh, former mentor, uh, Frank Reich. So I'll, I'll take I'll take the Colts. Carolina, fourteen people limited or did not practice. Yeah, they're Wednesday. also <laughs> super banged up. The only consistent thing with Carolina is Adam Thielen. The catch thing, the the PPR cheat code continues. All right, I guess give me another favorite, Sean. Another uh, road favorite with getting public money. Ugh. This only almost, only eight catches for Adam Thielen. This eight almost feels like, actually. You know what? This almost feels like Green Bay, where I just need to get cute. I can't get cute here. Bryce Young just not that good. If they win another nasty game, I guess maybe I'll have to rethink. Think no, I mean it, to me, if they win, it'll be because their defense. But but I, that's what I'm saying. If they win another nasty game, I think we need to reevaluate. Yeah, I'm still down on the Panthers. Panthers great teaser leg. Not even that. You're not not even willing to go there. No, not yeah. at all. Why would you tease this game? If I think the biggest thing, and you kind of touched on it, was the 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 Jonathan Taylor thing. Whatever yeah. happened that caused Jonathan Taylor to not get all the work, they'll fix that this week. I, I think so. All right. Next up, one twenty five on the West Coast. Giants head to Las Vegas. Sean, uh, we will be seeing cousin Mush on Friday. Oh, yes. yes, he'll be out there uh, with uh, my other cousin who doesn't have a cool name. Uh, for the game, I will not be going to the game. Dan Jones will be going to the game and has been cleared for contact. Sean, uh, the world is, is out of the chair. The world is waiting for your uh, injury diagnosis for this weekend on him, and uh, uh, he will play. They were what they were doing was they were waiting to see how good Tyrod looked, and then Tyrod got hurt, and they're like, "All right, shit, put Dan Jones back in." That's that. That's one version. And on the other the side, version. you have Josh McDaniels gets fired, the GM gets fired, the offensive coordinator gets fired, and well, Antonio and Pierce is named head coach. Yes. And fun fact: Antonio Pierce did grow up in Long Beach, so he grew up a Ra Raiders fan. But you may remember, and you may remember him playing linebacker for my New York Football Giants. Uh, definitely the best linebacker the Giants have had since the. The heyday of Lawrence Taylor and uh, Harry Carson and, and Carl Banks, but he's also known for being the the guy who got in some trouble in Arizona State. Yep, uh, for some recruiting violations that more or less he was pushing the envelope on getting ki kids on campus. 
Uh, he was pushing out uh, football coaches uh, who were developing kids on the field for recruiters who knew how to drop the bag off the field. And he escaped punishment in college and took a job with the Las Vegas Raiders, where he's been a lot linebackers coach. And here, uh, I, I I think the Raiders are kind of strangely equipped to make this in-game dis- or in-season decision, and they understand the value of not burdening someone that will be calling plays with the duties of being the head coach. I think this is actually Mark yeah. Davis catches a lot of shit, but he did the same thing with Rich. Rich Passaccia had a nice little run there, and, and having a a passion guy take over as an interim coach, it's m- makes more sense, right? Like just get someone who's gonna. Only be in charge of like talking to the media. Leader of men. Rah rah. Call the timeouts. Although I have some worries about Antonio Pierce calling the timeouts and throwing the challenge flag. Uh, Patrick Graham had a big chip on his shoulder when he left the Giants organization for not getting a real chance at the head coaching job. I can't imagine this is making him feel good. Dog. Like what? You fired the offensive coordinator. I'm sitting here, and you're gonna make this fucking asshole the head coach. So I wonder if that will turn into something. Well, he, you know what? Something. He was a McDaniel's guy. Like Patrick Graham was was a Belichick guy through and through. He coached for Judge. He left the Giants, even though the Giants Dable wanted to keep him. He left to go be with McDaniel's. I don't. I do wonder if there's going to be any strangeness with the Patrick Graham and the defense. That being said, I don't know why people are getting excited that a No Connell. Is coming in for Jimmy Graham. Aiden O'Connell's coming in for Jimmy G. I think the bigger thing is uh, people really didn't like Josh McDaniels. And add, I, I mean, I tweeted it out that the Bill Belichick coaching tree, I mean, the SEC should investigate it because it is it is literally a Ponzi scheme. Listen to these guys um, that uh, that that come out of the Bill Belichick coaching tree: Romeo Cornell, Eric Mangini, Jim Schwartz, all guys. Um, Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien is one of the few guys that actually has a winning record as a head coach. Matt Patricia, Brian Flores, Joe Judge, Josh McDaniels, Brian Dable. You don't have good coaches coming out of this Bill Belichick coaching tree. It's it's amazing that what are you shaking your head, Ryan? Oh, you just you're exposing yourself as TMZ fan. How so? Well, a, a coaching tree is not just a stop along the way. Oh, okay. But you slid uh, Brian Dable in there. That's embarrassing. <laughs> Brian Dable should be on the hot seat. The fact that he's not, uh, the fact that what his, it, his decisions led to losing that game, I think is is crazy. And you mentioned it, Leonard Williams being traded, or, or you didn't mention it actually. Uh, Leonard Williams being traded, I think, will have a big impact on this game because I think Josh Jacobs is going to run all over this um, Giants defense, and the Giants defense has been playing better, but. Um, I think losing Leonard Williams going on the road out to Las Vegas, uh, Darren Waller will be out on Sunday. Ryan, not great for the mustache bet uh, for you there. I think Max. All Cros- things considered, I, I'm I'm very pleased to only be down two point something days. I don't know if Josh has that graphic ready, but considering how poorly the Giants have been playing, I'll I'll take where I'm at right now. Mm. Sounds like two weeks. Waller's out. Hamstring. He is the nagging hamstring. Um, yeah, I, I guess you're you're is you're, David Bakhtiari playing? I I your somewhat attempt to be have an objective take is is no, everything I, everything checks out until you until you just like take get everything off the table. Yes, everything off the table. So one, 
like you're you're deep into football. Here's the bet. So yeah, two point six days uh, days right now. Uh, you're deep into football. Yep. Daniel Jones practiced against Patrick Graham's defense for years. True. That that's one thing that we know to be a fact. Two, Wink Martindale's defense has been turned the fuck up, and he's going against another rookie in his first start. If this was Jimmy G, I think you'd have a much better case for the veteran. For the rah rah coach comes in, yeah, they rally if, around if, it. If Josh McDaniels was still coaching this, I would be on. I would be on the Giants. But no, no, no. I'm saying new coach, new, new everything without the quarterback change, and you can talk to me. Okay, uh, Aiden O'Connell. Why are we? What? What are? What is? Has Aiden O'Connell done that makes you so certain he's going to be this massive upgrade over Jimmy G? Why was Jimmy G playing like shit? Because he was getting pressure in his face. And what does Wake Martindale do? He burst pipe with his pressure. Remember the we talked about this. Yeah, and then Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson won the game. Oh, stop it! No, I, I Wink Martindale's defense did their this job. This is game. a dead coach bounce. Yeah, game. that's fair. Josh McDaniels was not liked in that building, and they will. I mean, Devontae Adams himself. Devontae Adams got this coach fired. You don't think he's gonna ball the fuck out? You don't think they're gonna rework the game? Why did they lose against Detroit? Because they couldn't get the ball to uh, Devonte Adams, who on the Giants' defense is stopping Devonte Adams? It's going to be a real. T- I'm excited to see how De- Deontay Banks does against them. It's going to be a tough matchup. But again, the quarterback has to get him the ball. Yeah, Garrett Wilson. Super- Garrett Wilson didn't shred the Giants last week because the pressure was a problem. And, and I think the ver- the same thing could happen this week. The, the the you nailed it though. Like Leonard Williams not being there, they they have when and, and Garrett Wilson had seven for one hundred. So I would consider that a good game. Okay. I mean, you, you you're do killing you not, me with the, the do you that, not think that's a good game? He didn't impact the game. Okay. Cause the, all he right. didn't impact the game. Okay. I think Devonte Adams okay. is going to play well and impact the game. Okay. It's a, no, it's a rookie quarterback. True. You're, you're completely disregarding that. Yes. And essentially what this line is stating is that Jimmy Garoppolo is worth one point. That's yeah. crazy. That's insane. Okay. It, based on what? What has Aiden o- O'Connell done other than like DT? I think you're. I like, think you're hung up on the wrong stuff. What do you mean? You don't think the quarterback matters? Um, not tremendously in this game. Like I said, I think Josh Jacobs is going to get a. They're going to get a heavy dose of Josh Jacobs and a heavy dose of very easy catchable Devonte Adams stuff that he's going to have uh, yards after the catch. Okay. Good luck. Thank you. I'll take the points. Again, the the market the the line doesn't make sense. One and a half. Yeah, also, I'm, also I'm not, a short week. I'm not also a market, doing all of this on a short week. I'm not a market dynamic. Where the guy. coach has been fired. You, you know, get your uh, so when do they get deploy your stock ticker out? Well, Sean, like let's walk through a football week. Your sure. football guy. When do you install the the offensive game plan? I'm assuming you've done a little bit already before Wednesday morning when you fire the coach. Yeah, I think they come in and go, "Hey, shit's gonna change." Yeah, I'm just saying that's that you got rid of I, the offensive coordinator. Who's calling plays, Sean? I'm sure you did that, Reed. Like th- that, that he's called play plays before. You don't not worried about that. No. Okay. Dallas heads to Philly, where the Eagles look into the bye. Probably going to be some weather here. Eagles really? laying three minus one sixty on the money line. Cowboys plus one forty. Forty seven is the total. Flowchart game. Dallas owns Philly. 
How so? Last five years, seven and three straight up oh, in ATS. Come on, you want to talk about exposing yourself? How many of those games had Gardner Minshew? This is flow- how many of the games were they we, resting their starters? We're just talking about a flow. Ch- we t- we talk about flow charts on this show. Yeah, well, Gardner Minshew is not starting this game. Okay, so I I think. Uh, two of those are Gardner Minshew games, and then you have a game where they're resting their starters. Okay. Maybe even th- maybe even more than that, honestly. What's Jalen Hurts done versus the Cowboys? You want to zoom He's in o- all the way? Jalen Hurts zero and one when playing um, Dak. But if you want to, yeah, one and two. He's thrown for four interceptions. Okay. I mean, I guess yeah. It, 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 either way, not not a good look versus Dallas, unfortunately. Yeah, and and Jalen Hurts uh, is on the ultimate revenge tour. I think, um, uh, and AJ Brown playing out of his mind. He's all, all the way down to ten to one for offensive player of the year. So shout out to everyone who rode along with me uh, when I gave it out to fifty at fifty to one. That's no, J- not over yet. I, you, no, but I'm saying like you can you can you can uh, sell that ticket on the secondary market for a nice profit. You're uh-huh. welcome. Go buy insurance, ladies and gentlemen. Jalen Carter, full participant, and that to me is the biggest thing. Uh, Jalen Carter was dealing with the back thing, missed the game, but now he's looking to be a hundred percent, and I think that is the impact player that could really make a difference for this Eagles defense. Eagles offensive line has has had good luck uh, against the uh, I don't even know what you call it luck, but they're they're pretty good at protecting uh, the quarterback against the Cowboys defensive line and the Cowboys. Kind of like the Dolphins, a little bit fraudulent. They struggle when they go up a class uh, as far as teams. You saw them go into San Francisco and get their asses fucking whooped. I I expect a similar outcome here in Philadelphia. The Eagles are a better version of the 49ers, and the home team has won the last eight meetings, uh, excluding when the Eagles sat their starters. I know. Ryan likes to factor that into his trends. I don't think. What that do you mean? I, I pulled the last five years of data. So that's how we do the flow charts. Oh, I, I don't. I think I would. Look I didn't at, know you wanted to zoom in. The I only would, game started by Jalen Hurts against Dak Prescott. Sorry. Yeah, no, I know I you typically zoom your trends into the exact matchup <laughs> that we're dealing with this week. Ryan's Ryan's mad again. Um. I, I think the Eagles uh, again better offensive line, better defensive line, teams uh, firing on all cylinders. I mean, they're seven and one, best record in the NFL, and while still having a negative turnover differential, if they can clean that up just a little bit, uh, look out. And I think they will in this game. And last but not least, Lincoln Financial Field in a primetime spot here essentially uh, is going to be a tough place. I know. I know. Micah Parsons on his podcast wanted it to. Sound like a Dallas home game, uh, which is comical that he thinks that would be possible. He said that, huh? Yeah, but um, what did are people from Philly not liking him anymore? Michael Parsons. Yeah, you were into him after he said they were that you guys were number one in his power rankings. Now you're out on him because he 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 invited some Dallas fans to the stadium. What? No, I I was never in on him. Yeah, I, you said you loved how he had you guys number one. Oh, I did think it was hilarious, and I yeah. pointed out on the show if I was a, if I it. was a Cowboys fan, I would uh, talk shit on him. I think it's pretty funny that he named the Eagles his number one team and said they had no weaknesses. And shout out to Serial Hurts got his wins against non Dak teams. Well, you're, you're right. Yeah, he's, that's what he's you just pointed out. I said he's zero and one against Dak, and that changes come Sunday. Nice. Yeah, you gotta lay the points. <laughs> what are your What are your reasoning? I thought that I thought the I thought this was a flowchart game. 
It is. I can't take the Cowboys. Oh, okay. I, are you worried about uh, Hertz? Just get him into the bye week. Oh, about his knee? Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's not not on the injury report, but he's no. Hurt. I mean, again, he plays through pain. Some guys opt out of playing. Uh, like, but Daniel isn't it Jones. more important <laughs> to play through the pain in the postseason? Like, why? What are we scrapping for right now? Uh, well, Ryan, every game is important in the NFL, and if you're trying to get the sure, number one seed and get into the playoffs, I do think it's important to play. And yeah, I think he'll he'll rest during the bye week. But you won't be saying that if he goes down with some sort of knee injury, that it it is caused because he's playing weak because he's injured. I I don't know what you're I don't know what point you're making. I think he's he is slightly banged up with his knee. He's no, it's playing just at like this weird level. defensive point that every Eagles fans get gets about his leg. What do you I, mean that he's not hurt? He's clearly limping when he's running around, and it's just—it's interesting that they're like doing well, their best to hide it. There's a difference between being hurt and being injured. No, no, I, all right. Well, what, I, it's I, just I, odd that they're going out of their way to like hide it by not even discussing it on the injury report. That he's clearly they discussed limited. it in every press conference since it became a thing. All right. Uh, I mean, it, it's just odd that he—he's okay. He's not limited, but he looks limited. He does. Yeah, I mean, if this if he looks limited, throwing for three hundred nineteen yards and four touchdowns, then I, I guess you're right. He's limited. Yeah, and he's he, he's the team. You said it. We we've agreed on this point. I know it's hard for your brain to reconcile that I could agree with you about an Eagles point, but they have they are going to be better at the end of the season than they are now, and part of that is because he's not playing his best ball. Okay, I think he's still playing he's, at a high level. Okay, but yeah, you're right. Maybe he can play better. But but it's odd that you're not even willing to accept that he's clearly limited with his leg and his movement. Um, it's just an odd thing for. It's not no, just you; I mean, it's I, all Eagles fans. It's just you, weird. Dude, what are you talking about? He, dude, he he picked up a, a first down with his legs, and he threw for 319 yards. How is that limited? He's playing it well was his, with it a was bum one, leg. It was one of his best games. But so how is that limited? Because he clearly is limping. Like what? What are you talking about? You don't think he's hurt at all? No, he is. Okay. He is. He is. You can be hurt and still play at a high level. Yeah. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Your brain can't wrap your head around what I'm saying. What do you mean my brain can't wrap? Because I'm head agreeing with you. I'm saying that he's playing well in spite of being banged up. And why is everyone trying to hide the fact that he's banged up? They're not trying to hide it. Literally you, every. You're talk getting show. so defensive right now, saying he's not hurt. I didn't say that. Some people play hurt and some people can't play injured. That, that's what I, you're I saying. Didn't say, I didn't. When did I say he's not banged up? What do you? Bills head to Cincinnati <laughs> on Sunday night football. They're not trying to hide it. They, they, they it's in every sort, every Eagles press conference. Okay. The, every piece of media talks about his knee. Okay. How is that hiding it? Then he's not limited. I don't know what you mean by that. Bills head to Cincinnati to take on the Bengals. <laughs> oh, it's just a weird thing for every Eagles fan to get defensive in the same I don't, way. What about. what is your what is ultimately what's your point? I don't I honestly don't get where you're going at. I, I just don't I don't understand why it's this point that gets you so defensive. I'm not defensive. He's yeah, he's he his knee is banged up. It's odd that they're not disclosing him on the injury report ever. It's odd that he clearly looks hurt. And it's odd they're not talking about it in the sense of like maybe he needs some rest. Maybe he he doesn't need to play. Maybe you can get him two weeks off. I again So so you think I mean I don't know if if I I don't know of any NFL coach that goes, 
hey, maybe we should just rest this guy this week. Okay. I, he's clearly hobbled with a serious knee injury or maybe ankle injury. Okay. I don't, I, you said the word serious. I think if you're a full participant in practice, it's not that serious. Okay. I'm just saying he's a strong motherfucking dude and he's limping like he's hurt. Strong dudes don't have to limp if they're not hurt. Bills head to Cincinnati. Yes, he is. He is banged up. I've said that a million times. I, I still don't get what your point is. The whole season hinges on him. Why? Why is he pushing through at this stage in the season? So that they can beat the Cowboys and get to the bye week. Okay. Bills head to Cincinnati to take on the Bengals. Bengals laying two minus one thirty on the money line. Bills same plus reason, 115. Same reason Joe Burrow. 49 and a half is the total. And 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 that might not have worked out well if he goes down for I, I, sure. I, I, Joe Burrow's a dog. When you have dog mentality, your your instinct isn't to sit out. But it's yeah, but you guys sometimes you have to save the player from his own instinct. And nope. they they know the they know how hurt he is and they they think he's fine to play. Okay. And clearly he was fine to play because he balled out. Sure, but I mean I Okay. Well, you but know, you have his medicals. What should they? I don't have his medicals. Oh, okay. I, I, I'm. It's unclear as to why you're still trying to debate me on this. I think he should be. I think if I was the Eagles, sit him down a game, let him rest, so he can actually be healthy because he does not look. He looks at like sixty percent right now when he moves. Okay. And that's impress. It's impressive at how well he's playing. How well AJ Brown is dominating. To allow him to put up these numbers. Okay. I trust but the their- turnovers he's creating are very much because he does not have his base. And his base is not stable all the time. And that's why I disagree I- with that. Okay. So his interceptions have nothing to do with his knee injury. Um, no. I okay. mean, did you watch the intercept the do- the the Dolphins interception where it 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 was like going down to the ground, crazy tip up. The interception of Dallas Goddard, where it hit Dallas Goddard in the hands, popped up and he and he intercepted it. The miscommunication, I don't think, is about his knee. Okay. I, I Cincinnati laying two, minus one thirty on the money line. Bills plus one fifteen. Forty nine and a half is the total. Bengals getting the action, seventy percent. P- potential weather doesn't seem like it's gonna be too serious. Weatherman comes in with some uh, partly cloudy, uh, seeing some chances of rains, fifties and a light breeze. Bengals always seem to have some wind here though. And of course it's the more Hamlin game, although he's not going to play because he's not real. He's a hologram. Well, why else? Do, he's if he doesn't play in this game, I'm, I, I would say that his odds are going to drastically plummet in the comeback player of the year market. And uh Producer Josh flexing on us with his uh, some CLV on the Bengals in yeah. the in the futures market. Yeah, I mean, I I uh, when we did our futures podcast, I tossed them out as uh, to win the AFC North seven to one. I mean, that win against the the Forty ers they looked very much the Super Bowl contender, firing a it kind of clicking at the right time, and this Bills defense. I guess they looked okay against the Bucks, but still, I think with no Matt Milano, back end is uh, is really rough. Bills traded for Rasul Douglas. I don't know if he's going to make a difference in time. Joe Mixon has been playing really well, and I think he, Joe Mixon might actually have a, a decent game. But to me, it's still Josh Allen is still pressing, even though they won and probably should have covered against the Bucks. Like he's still trying to force the ball, and like he's still trying to 
win the game with one throw. He's thrown an interception in four straight games. Like he he just keeps pressing. I can't trust him on the road to come out and beat Cincinnati. Cincinnati is going to be uh, on fire. I mean, maybe maybe Buffalo digs deep and wins one uh, for Demar here, but I I don't see it, man. How can you fade? I've been circling this all year. Are you serious? You're not taking the Bengals and the Demar Bowl? Oh wow! Or in the, the Bills? That's crazy. Me? You can't take the Bengals here. Oh, 100% I'm on the Bengals. I love the Bengals here. You like the Bills? Bills coming off the we got we got some rest. Yeah. We got the Bills getting back to Josh Demar, Allen Demar being Hamlin a dog. is minus 140 coach of the year. I have come a feeling or sorry, comeback player of the year. Coach of the year as well. Uh I have a feeling they're going to make a huge deal about it on the broadcast and I think So he, is he going to play? I would I would imagine they trot him out for like a ceremonial play. Now, I don't know But how can you not take the Bills? Oh, because they're not in Buffalo. They're in Cincinnati, and Cincinnati's the much better team. And I think Josh Allen, if you remember Josh Allen's comments about getting too hyped up for games and how he needs to calm himself and find that like level, I think he's going to be too hyped up for this game. The 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 Bills themselves are going to be too hyped up for this game. And I think they don't have Matt Milano. Like you can get hyped up, but Joe Burrow as a small favorite or a dog, I'm gonna be on. Seven seven times out of seven. This is gonna be a shootout. Uh, give me Josh Allen. I I mean Bengals coming off a nice look. So you, so I I can appreciate you wanting to wanting to hop on, but we were discussing this game in the off season, John. Demar Hamlin's gonna walk on the field, and the Bills are gonna win by a million. I I think the place will go nuts, and then they'll have this emotional moment. The, the Bengals fans are gonna root for the Bills. On this night, <laughs> you, but then how can you fade him and come back Player of the Year? Well, I'm, if if you're saying he's going to play, we're talking about your scenario. I don't know. He's questionable. I don't know. I I have a feeling they'll activate will they, him. Will they and have give him like fake? one special team play? Well, oh, if he plays. Yeah, I mean, this is a great teaser. Like, I think Cincinnati's uh, lock potential. They're a very good team. I don't even know how to respond to this. Of course, they're going to be a very good team. Yeah, I, you're, so you're suggesting they're firing on all cylinders right now. Yes, I watched every snap of that Bengals game, and Joe Burrow running around, looking very healthy, um, playing through the injury, and looking better than uh, than he has in a long time. Joe Mixon coming to life. The defense I saw uh, push around and create turnovers of a turnover-prone Brock Turdy. I think they're going to be able to turn over Josh Allen. I think they have a chip on their shoulder. You do you remember them like doing that coin toss celebration and how pissed off and a chip on the shoulder they had coming into that playoff game? I think they're still mad about losing that game against the Bills because they felt like they got boned. Their their path to the Super Bowl, the AFC Championship game, probably should have been played in Cincinnati, and I think that's still on their minds. Yeah, I think Josh Allen slight step up from Brock Turdy as you as you call him. And but they it, both turn the ball over. They both throw interceptions. Mm, yeah, I just you look at the game last week, and if you break down the box score, I think you know the turnovers are the reason for the score disadvantage. You look uh, otherwise, this is a pretty pretty close game, and it's easy to look past that and be like, oh, the Bengals just beat the Niners by fourteen. That's why the price is what it is. Um, I mean, I 
the 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 Josh Allen's going to make mistakes arguments fair, but I also like the way that without Dawson Knox, they're going into the, like the, let's just put five receivers on the field and let Josh do his thing. Uh, I I don't think it's going to be the same level of they're they're going to turn Josh over three times in critical situations like they did Brock Purdy. And I think Josh Allen and this offense are going to look good. I think I think Diggs doesn't have. I, I, do I don't think, see what Diggs I do think is going to spreading it out is better for them. But I, especially against this defense, and I'm not sure what the answer is for Diggs uh, for Kincaid. I I do think that everyone loves to jerk off this Lou Amarumo fucking defensive coordinator. Very but good. We'll we'll see. I mean, his his whole thing is like, let me. Let, I'm going to force you to do it underneath. Uh, I have a feeling this could be a big Josh Allen with his legs game. I think this is going to be a, a game you're going to want to hop into to Josh Allen scoring the first touchdown, and I think we this is going to be like a nuclear game from Josh Allen. So, uh, and, and maybe maybe Joe Burrow punches back, but oh, maybe 100%. maybe the one hundred percent Joe Burrow's not losing this game at home. Maybe like we've not, seen not in prime time in the months since the the Tamar Hamlin fell on the field and then rose again. The Bengals fans are rooting for Demar Hamlin as well, so I no, I, I can't believe no I can't believe you're taking the whole world is rooting for Demar Hamlin on this night, and you're taking the Bengals. Yeah, 100%. ultimate heel move. There and somehow everyone else is taking the Bengals because seventy set whatever it was percent of the bets. So then how's shame everyone, on, how is everyone? How is everyone rooting for them? They're not shame on everyone. This is crazy. All right, Monday night Chargers Jets Jets catching three and a half at home. Plus one forty-five on the money line, minus one seventy for the Chargers. Forty and a half is the total. This game's stupid. We have to take the Jets. Oh, one hundred percent. We have to take the Jets. One hundred percent. I did stumble into Jets uh, one and six in the first half ATS. So heads up on that one. Fortunately, I, I mean this is just the ultimate Chargers spot, right? Big win, and now they go on the road to the East Coast. Um, and this Jets defense, to their credit, they've they pride themselves on doing well against big name quarterbacks. I think they're going to get up for this game, and I think if there's any defense, the Zach Wilson may find su- some success. It might be against the Chargers. Justin Herbert still has that weird ET foam finger thing going, and yeah, I I mean the Jets are going to be five and three. This is I, I mean you can't especially at three and a half. Why did the number move two points from the look ahead, from one and a half to three and a half? How do you explain Cause, that? Because Chargers, that everyone's like, oh, Chargers are good now. Look, they blew out the Bears. I mean, that's the only thing that happened. I don't think, I don't think the Jets pulling out that ugly victory against the Giants caused a lot of confidence in the Jets. But the Jets are just—they're a good team. They're—they're they're a nice home dog. This is um, we're completely just get throwing out our take the Chargers on the road, fade them at home. Yeah, because that that system doesn't apply this year. We've seen that. I mean, they they just blew out a team at home. No, I know. That's I'm I'm just verifying. Yeah, no, I I I think I think Jets are a live dog here, especially at three and a half. Like, what are we talking about? Yeah, I mean, the Chargers doing well in prime time and the line moving two points feels like something you want to fade, right? But then you look at the Jets' offensive line. You're not at all worried about the fact that they're rolling out like third string guys at almost every position. Yeah, I, I this is not. It's got to be I, a Brees Hall game, right? Like yeah, that's, Brees Hall, Garrett Wilson continues to have good games, um, regardless of how bad his quarterback is. I mean, he won Offensive Rookie of the Year with Zach Wilson. They do have 
some level of chemistry. And I think they they can light up this chargers team. And Justin Herbert still doesn't seem totally confident in himself. And I, and there were opportunities uh, against that chargers defense, like Tyson Bajant dropped that had that deep ball that was just dropped in the end zone. Like there were some good spots for the bears to get frisky on offense. They just, they just fucked it up. Who throws a better ball, Bajan or Zach Wilson? I will say watching Zach Wilson for the game, he throw his ball looks just as good. If it's going to go right into the receiver's hands or hit the turf, six yards out of bounds. You can see why the NFL was tricked by him a little bit. Every ball looks really good. Ryan in the chat saying jets are sketchy. They are. I I mean, I honestly like this. I, I kind of want to invoke the lay the three and a half. Uh, Don't, don't take it, Sean, because I'm well aware of of the dynamics of this line movement, but market dynamics. I watched that team play football last week, and maybe this turns out to be a similar game as to the one that your Eagles played versus the Jets, where they they come out, they score a little bit, and then they get stifled, and somehow the Jets bring bring it back uh, against the Chargers with mu- much worse defense, by the way. But the J- Jets make every game ugly. And that's why I like them getting three and a half. I mean, Jets, Giants, obviously ugly. Cowboys probably would be the outlier to that, I guess. Yeah, I mean, since the second half, Eagles, Jets game ugly. Even their win, 31-21 over the Broncos, ugly. Uh, Chiefs, twenty three twenty, ugly game. Patriots, fifteen ten over the Jets, ugly game. They got destroyed by the Cowboys in Dallas, and then they beat the Jets. Or sorry, they beat the Bills at home. So like almost the only game they didn't play that was ugly. In my mind, is the Cowboys is at Dallas. Every one of their home games, look, just let's look at the home games. Beat the Bills 22 16 overtime, crazy game, super ugly. Lost to the Patriots 15 to 10. Belichick always gets them, but they, they had a chance to win that game at the very end. Uh, lost by three points to the Chiefs at home, ugly game. Then uh, beat the Eagles 20 to 14, ugly game. Now that technically a home game, as you pointed out, Ryan, but they were in MetLife Stadium and played another ugly game. This is and all the, I feel like all the Monday night games have been bad. This will be 17 14. Uh if if the Chargers do well, it's because it, it will be because the running game. The the Jets the the Jets will allow you to run the ball a little bit. Yeah, and Eckler's been quiet. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with that. I kind of want to lay the points though. I'll lay the points. I'll do the I'll do the right thing. So just so we're, you have one, two, three dogs. Yep. Eleven and three on the favorites. Yep. It's impressive. Time for our lock dog and tease. Happy birthday. Lock dog and tease. Kramer, uh, not a great week for us. I've gone first last few weeks. Maybe time to switch it. We were one and four in the circuit millions. I feel like we have to switch it up. Fair. Okay. Are we are we okay with earlier locks? What do you mean? Eh, fuck it. Chiefs minus one and a half. Okay. Lock it up. AC. I like that. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not overthinking this week. Uh, dog. Hmm. Not like you've mentioned, not a ton of small, options. Small options. And uh, but yeah, I mean I, I don't I kinda I kinda just I'll stick small dog. Give me the bills. 
I was, I was in my head. I was like, should I, do you really want to be on the third Beijing game? Probably not. Like I said, I haven't heard anything about any streams or logs being chopped down this week. So I'm guessing he'll be out of our lives by next week. Justin Fields should be back. I've been told. All right, tease. Let's get this out of the way, Sean. Cause you know, I got all this chalk in here. So Cleveland down to minus two. It's one of the cleanest. teasing PJ Walker. It's dangerous, but uh, I don't PJ, teasing PJ. Teasing Yes. Uh, we're going to go bills plus eight. I'm just going to tease all my dogs and giants plus uh, seven and a half. We're then going to go for my second lock. Oh man. I, I, I kind of think this is, you know what? Cleveland. Really? Yeah. Wow. I did not see that coming. I think Arizona is, I mean, if this was college, we'd want them to be investigated. They're just not trying to win this football game. They traded away Josh Dobbs. They're starting a rookie that they didn't think could, could handle it at the beginning of the season. So they got Josh Dobbs. And Kyler's going to be ready in a couple of weeks. What do you think this is? Secure. This is secure the bag. This is tanking. Starting Clayton Tune is tanking. <laughs> Just like starting. It's probably is Clayton Tune the worst quarterback we'll see this weekend. Oh, I mean Brett Rippin. I'm on him, but we'll see. Oh, he's, he's Jaren Jaren Hall. Big unknown. Oh, that's. Atlanta. I didn't, I, I saved you putting Atlanta on the card that you're welcome. Mm. Atlanta. I almost I do said like, Atlanta. I do like Minnesota. You're, uh, you're going to lock up Jaron hall. No, I'm not going to lock is it up. Out, you are. I think they, I think they are a live dog. Um, but let's see. All right. For my first lock, give me the Eagles minus three. A lot of slander being talked about Jalen hurts and how hurt he is. He gets up huge spot for my dog. No one wins when this goes bad now. Now, I told you so. What do you mean? That that's why this, this doesn't work. We're just you're just gonna start locking up the Eagles every week now. No. Okay. Jo- Producer Josh, uh, w- one of the top players in the Circuit Millions, he's locking up the Philadelphia Eagles, and that's that gave me the confidence I needed. For my dog, give me the New York Jets on the money line plus one forty. Chargers always fuck these games up. Uh, for my tease, very interesting tease week. I will take uh, Baltimore down to pick. I don't know how you didn't get there, Ryan. That seemed like a, a tease you would enjoy. Six points. I mean, I didn't cross enough key numbers. I mm, guess just you're you know not, you're paying a little premium. Um, next up on the tease slate, I'll t- I'll take Cleveland down to two. It is it is spicy, but I think it's the right angle. And then last but not least, I will take the Washington Redskins up to nine. Kind of dangerous. For my other lock, give me the Cincinnati Bengals minus two. Joe Burrow gets it done. Love Joey B. Kramer, what are we doing? Circus Survivor. No idea. No, we're are we gonna we we picked the Browns before. We gotta stick with the Browns, right? Sure. I'm just blown away. Yeah, Browns. Do you not? You don't want to do the Browns? No, we should do the Browns. Okay, put the Browns in. And yeah, there you go. Browns, good spot for them. Not going to use them otherwise. Circa millions. You got KC minus one and a half. 
Cleveland minus eight, Philly minus three. Now you don't you are going against uh, the Bengals with your Buffalo money line, so we we don't have to include. No, we Cincinnati. should include it. Oh, all right. You want to include it? System play. Okay, since he minus two, very chalky. What will be our consensus play? I also really like Chicago plus eight. No, that's that's fool's gold this week. Hmm. Uh, you don't really want to be in that position watching the fucking shitty ass Saints up up twenty late in that game. Okay, what else? I mean, I, I I would I I would point to um of the games we agree. I don't hate the idea of putting Baltimore in there. I think the I I do like them. They're close to a lock. I do like Pittsburgh as always, but that seems to be maybe we should quit them for a little bit. And Houston, that's that's where I would go. All right, so I'm not gonna, worried about too, having too many favorites this week. Okay, if you look, just look at the the breakdown of these games. I mean, these are mostly short favorites at home, Sean. Yeah, this isn't weird road favorite week. This is I'm locking. You're preaching the choir. I'm locking up two home short favorites. So Houston minus two and a half. Very chalky. No, we'll go Baltimore six. Baltimore minus six. Yeah. You want them over your I, I know I had the trend as to why you don't take Baltimore in this game, but we're fading Gino more than we're taking Lamar. True. Right? Too many minus signs? No, I I I do like I do like the Bears. I'll be betting the Bears uh with the points. I think Bears, Vikings, money line, uh, dog uh, plays is, is kind of fun. Okay. But all right. So Browns is our circuit survivor, circuit millions. Uh, KC minus one and a half, Cleveland minus eight, Philly minus three, Cincinnati minus two, and the Baltimore Ravens minus six. Hey, uh, thank you as always. Tune in the podcast. Check out our recent show, Friday night, nine o'clock Pacific, midnight east. We'll be giving out our uh, paper ticket parlay. Uh, first touchdown, anytime touchdown, last touchdown. That's a fun segment. Maybe some more dogs picking dogs. And uh, yeah, we got, um, I mean, what else do we have coming up, Ryan? We got a bunch of episodes left on our podcast for the rest of the week. Mm, props, check. Yep. DFS. And shout out to the guy who sent in a photo of the ladder that he also bought. The bird, the small bird cage ladder that he also got. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we'll be talking uh, props a little earlier tomorrow, uh, Thursday. If you're watching this live, uh, we'll be going live sometime around noon Pacific, talking props with CJ. And the, sure the, the user will- Japan underscore five saying, "Got my ladder, let's go!" And it's the fellow bird ladder. It's like a group uh, remote Bob Ross uh, session together, but you're building ladders, not painting paintings. Uh, and then, yeah, we got DFS. We'll be live from Vegas on Friday. And then bonus episode Thursday night after the game, Sean, the debut of college basketball. Oh, oh Kobe tells us there's games on Monday. So we'll be talking about them on Thursday. Let's go. Let's go get ahead of the schedule. Thank you for participating in the sports gambling podcast for the sports gambling podcast. I'm Sean second money green. He's Ryan. Hey, it's really limping Sean. Kramer, let it ride.